0: Would you rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio? We will get the uh, scenarios up here momentarily on social. I'm Glenn, he's Griffin. We're here for the next couple of hours. Much to do on the program today. In just a couple of minutes, Maryland quarterback Billy Edwards is going to join us. He's had to pitch in after uh, Talia Tangavailoa went down in the Indiana game a couple games ago. Got them back to a victory in that one. Then beat Northwestern on Saturday. Has played admirably. We'll see if he's needed further. Uh, Maryland has a bye this week, and they uh, host Wisconsin. No, they travel to Wisconsin the following week. I'm going to go to that, by the way. I'm going out to Wisconsin. I'm going to Scotty. Are you really? Supposed to go to uh, New Orleans for the Ravens game. Uh, And unfortunately, um, Mrs. Clark didn't realize that she would need to take an extra day off. Because the game was on Monday night, mm. really screwed everything up, and so we're like, "Well, what are we gonna do?" Um, and she had some family in Wisconsin, and I'd never been to a game in Madison, and so I was like, "Look, I, I'm down." Like, and we found some things that she might be interested in doing, so we're gonna. We had the weekend off. We're like, "We're gonna go. We're just gonna go. That's the plan. We're gonna go take the weekend." And head out to Scani and uh, see Maryland play Wisconsin, which is cool because I hear it's an amazing atmosphere for a football game. I hear it's unbelievable. My buddy uh, Tommy Knight, uh, the former Ravens cornerback, he used to coach there, and he was like, dude, like, there's nothing like game day in Madison. I'm like, all right, I'll go check it out. So we're going to go uh, see if Billy Edwards is needed again or if uh, Talia is back in time for that. Also coming up this morning, uh, Brian Billick, he pitched in and did the radio call for the Ravens game this past Sunday against the Browns. We'll get some thoughts on what he saw from the Ravens in their victory as they move forward. A.Q. Shipley, former Ravens offensive lineman who you see pretty regularly now um, with the Pat McAfee and as part of his crew. I, I don't, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't really watch or listen to the Pat McAfee show. It's not, no offense. It's not like I, I hate the guy. Um, I just I, I happen to know that he gets a lot of content that goes out and people like, and he was doing some video breakdown on the Ravens' schemes, uh, and so we wanted to catch up with AQ Shipley, who was a guy I really liked uh, during his time here in Baltimore. And uh, Drew will join us for better or for worse. We will play Would You Rather Wednesday, all coming up on a Wednesday edition of the program. It was a really lonely like Tuesday night with no significant sports to watch. Yeah, like, I uh, the well the the Warriors Suns game was good for. Uh, that was, I mean, it, until the third quarter. Until yeah. Clay Thompson got ejected, the Warrior Suns game was tremendous. Now it started late, so like you had to wait for it. It was, it was excellent. I mean, it was, it felt like a playoff basketball game right up yeah. until the point where Clay Thompson got ejected, which is weird because it's not like Clay Thompson's even all that good anymore. <laughs>
1: Like, well, I mean, you know, he's yeah, I mean, I guess they have more three-point shooters. So it was weird. that <laughs> They just
0: sort of fell apart at the moment that Clay Thompson got ejected, and that game became vastly unentertaining in the fourth quarter, which was a bummer because, yeah, it was really good right up until that moment. Um, Clay Thompson, you know, running his mouth, pointing to the uh, – Look, man, I'm a Suns fan, so it hurts. But Clay Thompson being like, y'all can talk your ma- run your mouth all you want. I got four of these. Where are yours? Like – I can't. I can't be mad. He's. He's got a point. <laughs> he is one hundred percent accurate about that. He's got four rings. The Suns have never, never, won one. Um, came within two games of one. Trust me, I'm still not over it. A couple years ago, but never have won a title. So, yeah, it was a kind of a lonely Tuesday night. Yeah. W- Wizards uh,
1: won pretty easily. That was. You are the only person <laughs> that cares. No one
0: There's got to be like one or two of them. No, people. there are not. You are the only human being that gives a rat's ass about that. I mean, blessings, blessings. Look, I, I wish well for Will yeah. Barton. Good guy. Glad he came on the show, but don't just don't care. Couldn't possibly get me to. Maybe Billy Edwards does. He's from uh, Northern Virginia. Maybe he's a Wizards fan. Who knows? Actually, probably not. Nobody down there is a Wizards fan either. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Well, it's a pleasure for us to welcome in quarterback at the University of Maryland, the man who has uh, pitched in quite nicely these last couple of weeks, uh, guided the Terps to their fifth and sixth wins of the season. He is Billy Edwards, and he's with us now here on GCR. Billy, it's Glenn up in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us.
2: Uh, I appreciate you guys having me. How we doing?
0: Everything is great, man. I imagine things are pretty good for you, right? You, you, take me through the decision that you made. When you decided to sort of switch things up in your life and and come to the University of Maryland, you knew you know who was in front of you on the depth chart. You knew what the situation was here. Why was this still the right move for you to end up back at, back near home here at the University of Maryland?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the with with the major factors that I took into consideration, obviously the scheme um, and my familiarity with it, uh, with the coaching staff, with Coach Loxley, Coach Enos, Coach Miller, um, and then obviously it being close to home. I think I think it was a perfect fit in sense of I could, you know, do everything I wanted to do on the field and off field here while also doing it, you know, 35 minutes away from home and, and be able to do it close to my family and, and have the option to go home or see them whenever, you know, whenever I want to. Um, so kind of taking those those big three things into consideration made, made this really a, an easy choice at the end of the day um, after, you know, I, I weighed all my options in the transfer portal, but I'm definitely, you know, glad I made the decision and happy it's all working out up until this point.
0: Yeah, it's definitely working out up until this point. There's no doubt about it. Take take me back a couple of games ago, Billy. Right, because like, you had to come in obviously in the Michigan game earlier this season, but the Indiana game was a really unique circumstance. I don't want to say that it was like a must win. It's hard to ever call games must wins, right? Like it's a weird way of describing it. But I, I think that was one that was most people thought was more necessary. And in the circumstance where you'd hop in there, like, this team needed a jolt. What's going through your mind as you get out on the field, on the road, in a game that's really important for your team to win and trying to come in cold in that situation?
2: Uh, I think just my mindset when I won that game, obviously, I think it was like 11 or 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. We were down four or whatever it was, which really just do my job because, you know, I have plenty of playmakers around me, both, you know, that I can hand the ball up to throw the ball up to, we got a good offensive line, like, you know, just do my job and don't make it bigger than it is. Cause if, you know, if I can do my job and get the ball in, in those guys' hands, then obviously, you know, things will take care of themselves. Um, and I think that's what you guys saw in the fourth quarter was, you know, every, everyone on the offense, whether it's O-line blocking, the receivers making, you know, blocks in the secondary, the running backs running, whatever it was, you know, everyone just kind of did their job and, and we were able to move the ball in those last two drives and, and get, you know, get two, you know, big scores, I guess you could say, to no to get a league and, and win it. So that was just was going through my head, Not try to not make it bigger than it is, you know, and just relax and do my job.
0: It is Billy Edwards from the University of Maryland. He's with us here on GCR. How much confidence did that give you going into this past Saturday against Northwestern? Just, you know, the, the way things unfolded in that fourth quarter. I'm sure you're a confident person, and you were going to believe no matter what, but how much did it help to have had, you know, that time and the success with the guys building off of that for last week and playing against Northwestern.
2: I think it definitely played, definitely played a big role. I think, you know, all the times I've gotten in the game this year, um, you know, no matter what the situation was, it's definitely given, given me some confidence, but I think that situation was, was definitely a key one in the sense of, you know, I kind of answered that question, you know, to myself in my head where, you know, I went to a game when it, it wasn't, you know, out of reach or whatnot. It was crunch time. It was, you know, like you could say a maybe must win situation. Um, And, you know, I went there and and, and didn't make it bigger than it is. And, and, you know, we executed the offense at a high level in that fourth quarter. So I think that definitely gave me some confidence, you know, for this next game that we just played. But also going forward is, you know, whenever I get the opportunity, you know, don't make it too big. You know, don't make it bigger than it is sort of thing and just relax. And and if you guys, you know, take care of business, then it'll, it'll come a lot easier than, you know, people may think so.
0: I I think it was really important, man. I think it showed. I think there's no doubt about it. Um, I gotta ask you because I heard uh, in the post game press conference you said, uh, or maybe it wasn't post game. Whatever, I heard something about what your dad told you about your performance, and it's maybe my favorite thing ever. So your dad, for people that don't know, was is a coach himself. And what did he say about your performance? Uh, he
2: said he said you did fine, but there are lots of things to learn from. You know, well, <laughs> dad, first start, but. It was all good. We obviously talked talked about it more as the week went on, and we watched it. But you know, it was, did some good things, did some things to learn from. So, like I said, it was a typical <laughs> typical death coach response. But
0: did, did you expect that when you chatted with like was it, were you were you over there like thinking that he was going to say, oh, man, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'm so proud of you," or just knowing him, did you know like he was going to be the first person to say, "Yeah, that was good, but you can do better." <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think I expected pretty much what i got but in the sense of i mean and that's the one that's why i asked him is, is i appreciate obviously the you know the the truthfulness and whatever his answers is because obviously you know he'll, he'll he'll tell me how he sees it so that, i think that was one you know probably why i went to him first and asked so i was like you know give it to me honest good <laughs> bad that's
0: awesome man i love that and that's it's a very cool relationship that you have with him Um, Billy, what being around Leah, obviously, right, and someone who appears to be pointed towards a a pro future and playing in the NFL, and obviously, you know, with with a brother who's playing at a very high level in the NFL, how has that experience helped you? How just being around someone who plays the game at such a high level, how has that helped made you better or made you more prepared for these moments these last few weeks?
2: Uh, I I think, I mean, even since ever since I got here in the summer, I think the quarterback room as a whole, but definitely Leah, you know, with the experience he has, just try to pick his brain on stuff um, because he's played a whole lot more football than I have, uh, especially at the collegiate level. So just pick his brain. And then obviously I'm always asking him questions. uh, And and I asked him like later, uh, later in the week, this this past week before Northwestern about like his first start. And we talked about that for a little bit and, and how obviously after, after this past week, my first start, it, it was a lot different than his, but always just picking his brain because, you know, he's, he's, he's been around the block, uh, and he, you know, he's done some really good things in college football. So just trying to learn as much as I can from him. So whenever, you know, he goes on to the next level that, that I can take as much from him as, you know, as I can and, and use that to, to my advantage. But that's, that's the same thing with the whole quarterback room. I mean, we got, we got a lot of, a lot of older guys it's pretty, pretty split room, but you know, especially with those older guys, I'm always trying to pick their brains and and learn anything I can. Um, you know, as I get older, as I, as I move forward in my college career, you know, there's always, always things to be learned from, from other players. So it's, it's been a great, you know, a great room to be a part of. And, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of good personalities in that room, both on and off the field. So I, you know, I thoroughly enjoy them.
0: I want to go back to you know what I what I asked at the beginning because I should have said this then. There's a you could be a lot of places in the country right now, where you'd obviously be starting at at a, at a bunch of different levels, right? Like there's there are plenty of places within the country where you would have been the guy. Did it require yourself? Did it require you to humble yourself a little bit to to come to Maryland? Or can you take me through that part of it? Like knowing you were going somewhere where you wouldn't be the guy but you would have an opportunity that was good versus being at at so many different places anywhere in the united states where you would definitely be the guy starting every week this season
2: i mean yeah i think uh i think that just goes back to like my family and and the people that you know in my support system that that i you know discuss those factors with because i think at the end of the day it's college football you're you're good at to compete regardless of where you go um you're never really really going to go somewhere and, and and be handed the job or, or, you know, gifted the job. In that sense, you got to earn whatever you get. Um, And obviously, you know, looking at the quarterback situation at Maryland before coming here, that's, that's obviously something you take into consideration regardless of where you're looking. But at the end of the day, it came back to those big things of being able to do it close to home. Um, You know, the system I knew I was going to be in here with, with the coaching staff and the offense um, and my familiarity with it. And just, you know, it really felt, it really felt like it was perfect in all places. So, But that's something, you know, you consider, I think, at the end of the day, and and obviously as as I get older uh, in college football, you you learn to understand a little bit more, you know. You got to compete regardless of where you go. And and I obviously had, you know, faith in myself that that I could go to a Power 5 school, you know, in the transfer portal and prove that that I could play at the Power 5 level. So that was kind of, you know, I guess my mindset with that, too, is, you know, you got to take a chance on yourself and, and go to a school that you feel fits you the best, you know, both on the field and off the field, and then. When you get there, you got to go work and earn everything you get. So,
0: well, here you are playing well and winning the games in the Big Ten. That's a pretty cool story, man. It's a pretty cool way for it to work. Um, can we be in agreement that there's no world in which an offensive lineman doing a cartwheel should be worthy of a 15-yard penalty? Can we like actually agree that it should probably be the opposite? Like, you should get an extra 15 yards if an I, offensive lineman can do a cartwheel.
2: I agree on that. I when I saw that out of the corner of my eye, I was just like, "What did I just see?" <laughs>
0: Dude, it was so was cool.
2: Like, oh yeah, I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Did I see that correctly?" <laughs> did you he know probably, he, he probably did? It.
0: Did you know he could do he it?
2: Did it he did. did that better than than I could have done that if I tried. So I was like,
0: "Whoa!" Oh man, I uh, I imagine he did have to get a little bit of grief on the sideline because, like you know, fifteen yards could be a big deal in a game, but at the same time, like. I mean, come on, man! <laughs> like
2: he definitely got his, his fair share of grief, but when when we saw the uh the end zone camera angle of it, I believe on Twitter, uh, that was that was we definitely got a, a good laugh out of that. So it's
0: awesome. That's you know. awesome. Um, and how much does it help stepping into uh, you know, obviously what you can do with your legs and and your running is incredible, but taking you know being in this role and 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 it might continue, right? Like we don't know exactly when it's going to be for Leah. How much does it help to have this group of wide receivers out on the field that you're like, you know, only maybe, you know, one of the two or three best wide receiver rooms in the country that you get to throw the ball to?
2: Oh, yeah. Going back to, you know, what I said earlier in terms of when I go out there, I, I got playmakers all around me, whether it's, you know, the stacked receiver room, the stacked running back room, our tight end room, whatever it is. Um, you know, whenever I, you know, I'm in there behind behind center and, and I'm looking to my left and right, you know, I have nothing but full faith in whatever receiver is out there that, you know, they're going to get open. They're going to run the route and they're going to make a play. So definitely, you know, is a little bit settling when I go in there to just, you know, I just got to get the ball in their hands. I just got to find a way to get the ball in their hands. And you know, you know, they're really going to do the hard work. It's just my job to get them the get them the ball and let them do their thing. So it definitely is, you know, we got an elite wide receiver room and, you know, we've got to continue to get the ball in their hands and, you know, let them do their thing. And, you know, we, we, that should obviously help us, you know, continue to be efficient on offense and, and, hopefully keep making explosive plays so
0: no doubt man no doubt um and how do you handle this i guess i'll be the last one for you how do you handle this this sort of unknown like you know obviously this is this is the nature of being number two on the depth chart right is you just don't know from week to week um you guys have the bye this week but then the trip to wisconsin following that how do you handle kind of the unknown of what your role is going to be uh just
2: continue really continue like what i've done the whole season um and, you know, prepare prepare like I'm the starter. And, you know, if, if I'm not, I'm not. I'm, I'm obviously going to be one play away. So you just got to prepare like the starter and, and obviously just make sure, you know, if, if my number does get called, I'm ready. So I think that's the mindset I've, I've carried myself all year. Um, and, you know, I've got to continue to do that for, the, you know, this last half stretch of the season and, you know, just stay ready for whenever my number's called. So keep, keep doing what I'm doing. I guess that's what I tell myself.
0: You've proven yourself plenty capable of handling that responsibility, and uh, it's certainly it's been uh, very fortunate for the University of Maryland, and for Maryland fans, to know that in this situation they had somebody like you to turn to. Hey, this is a great question from Chris. Chris says, "Hey, if your father was a coach, do you already see yourself? Do you see yourself like does does coaching seem like it might be something that's in your future?"
2: Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's definitely. Uh, I'm I'm getting planning on getting a degree in communications, but as soon as you know, whenever my football playing is over, that's definitely something I'll, I'll give a shot and and we'll see if it sticks like it has on my on my dad and my brother.
0: That's cool, man. That's really, really cool. Hey, Billy, what can we plug for you social media-wise? Twitter, Instagram, where can Maryland fans be giving you a follow?
2: Twitter and Instagram, uh, both the same. Billy underscore Edwards 4.
0: Give him a follow there, Billy underscore Edwards 4. Hey, Billy, congratulations um, on, on being, being in this situation and handling yourself as well as you have the last couple of weeks. Can't wait to see what's next for you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning.
2: I appreciate you guys.
0: Billy Edwards, University of Maryland quarterback, checking in with us early this morning here on GCR, um, is he has really performed quite admirably. I mean, as, as well as you could possibly imagine. And I think, uh, unfortunately, Maryland football fans are uh, keenly aware of a number of times over the years where they've had to turn to backup quarterbacks and... Yeah. Now, of course, there have been plenty of times over the years where the starting quarterback, unfortunately, was not um, much when it came to the University of Maryland in, in semi-recent history. So to be able to have someone who has handled himself as well as Billy Edwards has, uh, obviously offers a bit of a threat with his legs, um, has been a huge boost for Maryland over these last couple of weeks. And look, he even played well when he came into the Michigan game earlier this season. Um, couldn't quite, you know, get that over the hump. There, you know, some controversy involved in that game, but um, he's handled himself well. Has he been brilliant? Does he, you know, look like a Heisman Trophy winner? No, I'm not going to try to oversell it. But he's really handled the situation very well, and he's played well um, in those circumstances, which is I, 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 one of, somebody we had on earlier this year that was doing a Maryland game brought that up. We were talking about what realistically Maryland could be. I don't remember, you know, I know we've had Anthony Heron on a couple times. I don't remember, you know, who, if it was him. Um, I don't don't remember who it was. But somebody said, like, hey, when I look at Maryland, one of the other factors in them is that they've got a backup quarterback who can play. Like, they've got someone who I would trust if he has to play a game or two. Again, do I think Billy Edwards? Would I feel good about their chances if they got to go to you know Penn State in a few weeks with Billy Edwards playing? It'd be tough. That'd be tough. Um, not that I feel great about their chances, even with Leah playing. Right, like it's you know, going to Penn State's a different animal. I think going to Wisconsin is going to be hard. Honestly, I think it's going to be very difficult going to Wisconsin. But um, you know, I I there is still it's still a very neat story that this young man has stepped up and pitched in and you know played as well as he has to keep Maryland afloat, get them their sixth win. All right, today's show, also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. The best place to watch and bet on every game is the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel because they now, starting today, have cash-out offers for you on your parlay bets. So you go make your parlay bet today. First leg or two hits, and you're just like, eh, I, don't know. I, I don't know, maybe let me, let me see. You wander on over to the uh, the machine, you scan your ticket, and they tell you what you could cash out for, and then you get to make those decisions. That's new as of today in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, and as you know me, I am the cash out king. The answer will always be cash out. Oh, I made a five dollar bet and I can make eight dollars. Yep, <laughs> that's called profit. That's what that's called. You might uh, make decisions a little bit differently than I would, but I, I one hundred percent am the cash out king. So uh, get to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Take advantage of that. You can still register your Super Bowl futures bets, $25 or more, at FanDuel.com slash S-B-N-A-Z in order to win uh, tickets to the Super Bowl and much more. Uh, We are just one day away from Ravens Buccaneers, which is very weird. I don't, I've never, you know. I I like Thursday Night Football. Unlike the rest of you that complain about Thursday Night Football, I'm glad we have it because what the hell else would we be doing on Thursday nights? (laughs) I, I whenever anybody complains about Thursday night football, I'm like, yeah? What yeah, What do you want to watch uh you, you need to catch up on I would like to catch up on Rexham actually. I got the I'm I got a couple more episodes in. That's how lonely of a Tuesday night it was. I was able to mm. get a few more episodes in. So I'm like three episodes into Rexum now. Um I'm like, what exactly do you wanna have on on Thursday nights? I think
1: uh what are, I saw somewhere somebody said like it starts after thursday it starts like 27 straight days of football cuz i think i guess like midweek maction starts oh god that doesn't nobody's i mean like you, you got nobody i say nobody if you're a degenerate you, you might be watching i'm not actually
0: watching maction or fun Belt action you on don't want to see wednesday what wednesday night northern
1: illinois not... and no i don't in ohio
0: never done anything for me ever or ever. buffalo and kent state i get it if you're looking for something <laughs> to bet on it gives you something to bet on and that's happy Uh that makes you happy i'm college basketball is yes. what will carry me yeah. So I still need to get a a couple of weeks in before, like, that. I'll be watching college basketball every night. That'll happen. Uh, Yesterday, the Ravens listed the following players. Ronnie Stanley, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews as not practicing. Now, again, this is a very weird week because they don't really practice. Everything is essentially a walkthrough for a Thursday night game. But that ain't good still. They're choosing to list them as non-participants. That's concerning. There will be one more injury report today, and as long as they're not listed particularly Andrew, yeah, you know, those three guys, because they also listed Clayus Campbell as not practicing, but they said he had an illness, and they listed uh, Josh Bynes as not practicing. He got banged up on Sunday. Y- you got one more day, but there's no, no way to not be concerned two days away from the game that those three guys were listed as not participating in practice. Uh, we'll continue to monitor that, obviously, ahead of tomorrow night's game. When we come back in, Drew Forrester will join us, DrewsMorningDish.com. We will play Would You Rather Wednesday. i got to try to get those scenarios up quickly. Ah, running behind. There's, it's a tradition unlike any other on a Would You Rather Wednesday here on Glenn Clark Radio United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent, the Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer.
4: Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer
3: today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area and Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition
0: Tailgate. That's GinsuGrills.com. Reserve yours today.
4: Join Glenn at halftime of every Ravens game for the Project Game Day Halftime Show at Facebook.com/slash/PressBoxSports. We apologize in advance. There's not much we can do about his face.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. There's, uh, it's, it's what it is. I've, I've managed to overcome it over the years, and I feel like I deserve some sort of award for that. It is uh, glory. Uh, 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 uh. This is Would You Rather Wednesday, presented by Glory Days Girl. I promise the scenarios are about to be up at facebook.com slash Radio and at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Today's show, maybe not brought to you, but instead just a reminder that Stan the Fan Charles and Ross Grimsley had an awesome conversation earlier this week with Mike Boddicker, uh, former Orioles legend. If you missed it, you can find it right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, pressboxonline.com slash video, or youtube.com slash uh, coming up tonight, um, stand the fan. Oh, this is somebody that's in your life, uh, Griffin. Griffin, of course, is the the voice of uh, Concordia Prep oh. football.
5: They having, and, uh, they're having coach
0: Joe on. Their coach Joe Battaglia will right. join uh, coach Stan the fan. Charles and Gary Stein this
1: evening on uh, Facebook Live for yeah, a chat about he's what they're doing. Concordia into a powerhouse in like two years. Like they're they're what are they top 20 in 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 maryland this is your ticket this yeah. is your opportunity you yeah. you can be the voice
0: of the champs and then you, you i believe you go right from there to the final so four it, i think I'll that stick. okay i think nice. that maybe iron eagle might have to watch out <laughs> by the way I, that was some news that came across this week freaking i i love iron eagle i really love iron eagle i this has been long overdue and I'm. I'm. I, this is a very difficult thing. Whenever we have these conversations, because I like Jim Nance, and Jim Nance has been un, un, so absurdly nice to me over the years. But Jim Nance and college basketballs always kind of felt like an awkward. You're doing it because you have to. Whereas Ian Eagle and Kevin Harlan have always felt much more natural in those roles. Of course, if I'm being honest, I I actually think Gus Johnson should be the guy doing the Final Four. I think he should be the voice of the NCAA tournament. But. And he got away from CBS a couple years ago, and that's that's been a bummer. But Ian Eagle's Ian Eagle, and he's going to be golden in that role. Um, In fact, I might sneak a fourth Would You Rather Wednesday scenario in because <clears throat> I think maybe Ian should have another role. I think maybe he or Kevin – by the way, it was Kevin doing the Suns game last night, which made it all – the like again, for what, it was such a thriller for the first three quarters – this incredible basketball game earlier in the season with Kevin Harlan calling it. Candice Parker's very good in that role as well, by the way. They've got her now working with that crew with Reggie Miller, and she's very good at that. So I enjoyed that a great deal. It was a, uh, it was a lovely evening, but I think Ian Eagle will be outstanding in his new role as he will take over as the voice of the Final Four starting next year. I guess this season Jim Nance is going to do it for one final time. And then starting next year, Ian Eagle will be the voice of the Final Four for CBS. Um, Does not appear to be Jim Nance retiring, just just stepping away from that specific role. I believe, in fact, that Jim Nance has told everyone over and over and over and over and over again that he wants to do the Masters 50 times before he retires. 50 times. And I think somebody said recently he's at, like, 36, so... You know, there's there's a good ways to go for Jim Nance with the Masters. I'm not, yeah. I think Jim Nance has, has, is the definitive voice of golf. So I think that makes all the sense in the world that he would continue to be that guy for CBS, calling golf, being the voice of the Masters, being the voice of PGA Championship, and all of their weekly tournaments throughout the year. I think it makes all the sense in the world. I've thought for some time that some of their other voices might be better fits for some of their other marquee properties. I think Kevin Harlan doing the Super Bowl would make an awful lot of sense. I think Ian doing the Super Bowl would make an awful lot of sense. But that's it's neither here nor there. We'll save that for another day. Um, the news this week was that Ian Eagle will take over as the voice of the Final Four. Oh, is he here? Is that's what That's what's going on? Who keeps inviting him? This is kind of. Did you just call me? Yeah. We, we, did you not tell him that you were coming in? Like maybe mention like I'm planning on stopping by. That might be. I know. I know you haven't done this for a long time. Although, didn't I see that you're doing radio again? It's your you, number. You call me just now. Y- what? Yes.
6: What are you doing? Am I doing? Am I doing something on the November sixth?
0: I believe that yeah, the week that I'm gone, they need you to come in and do uh, five to seven thirty or something like that. Five thirty to seven. I thought it was. Or five to seven thirty. I'm pretty sure it's five to seven thirty.
6: What what is it? What do I do? <laughs> yeah, I know this. No, is I mean the Ravens aren't playing.
0: I understand that. You're you're coming in and just doing a talk show. Do you remember those? Why I have you, no idea what. Why did you why say why I'm, yes? Yeah,
6: that I was let me a, just looking see because I
0: may Why you can't do it? No, I'm uh, I'm going to uh, Madison that weekend. I'm going to go see uh, Maryland Five play seven thirty. Yeah, that's another
6: four hundred dollars. I don't need. Right, <laughs> right.
0: I tell you what, <laughs> you can give it to Bruce instead. <laughs> Just go ahead. Well, I'm
6: back on the air, five to seven thirty next Sunday, talking about what are honest.
0: This is an honest to God question. Turn you off going on that day? Yeah. What What are you going to do for two and a half hours? Um, many, I, I don't know it. what you're interested. Haven't, in. Haven't thought about it. Like, are you going to try to do a legitimate show, or are you just going? to Well, kinda there's kinda, NFL games going, that's going on. right. you going to watch the, next, the Ravens play the next day? Yeah, they play in New Orleans. Are you just going to watch the games and sort of react to them as they're going on? Like, what What is your Strategy for doing real, ri- like you did the, the golf stuff obviously this past it. year, but when was the last time you did a talk show? You sat down and did has it been since 2014? You're getting me to the point where I might not want to do it. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, when I saw your name on the schedule, I was admittedly a little confused.
6: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> The last time I did anything was with uh, Cunningham and John Buren oh, that's called right. in you and filled in this summer. John yeah. Buren, John Buren yeah. called in and we almost I, had to. I heard about that. We almost <laughs> had to shut the station down. Yeah,
5: way to
0: go, first time back. Way to go, John. Hey, first time back. So I don't know. Yeah, but you had I Cunningham there to tell Bear Bryant stories yeah, uh, for four hours. That's all we did. Yeah, um, I know. Oh. I don't know. I'll figure it out though. Will you? Well, it can't be any worse you, than what you guys do on you, Sundays. Oh, oh, I assure you it can be. Um, <laughs> you, you barely prepared when you were the host of a morning show. <laughs>
6: Oh, here he is again. Oh, no, this is my wife. Okay. <laughs> Talk to her real quick, just to see, make sure she's okay. Hello, I'm on with Glenn Clark. Drew, are you okay? Forester's
0: Forrester's here. Drew's Morning Dish. Everything all right? Down. Say hi, hi to everybody. Hi, hi Joe. How, say hi. How are you? Say ya? hi to All right. How are we doing? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Towson basketball starts soon. That's exciting. We're excited. Towson basketball should be uh, good. Football not going so well. <laughs> I'm aware. That's why I brought up basketball, Drew. I didn't bring up football. <laughs> uh, I brought up basketball.
6: I was at a wedding on Saturday, and it was a, like... It might have been the wedding was at three. I mean, the reception was going on. It was five o'clock or something. And I'm like, "Oh, Townsend,
0: yeah, let me see
6: how they're doing." Yeah, why would you? Why
0: would you do that? Let me just see how they're <laughs> doing. At
6: Thirty to yeah. three at the half.
0: Right, right. No, I'm, I'm aware. Again, at home, there's a reason why I brought up at basketball at home right. and not football. The basketball team looks like they're going to be pretty good this year. Okay, I didn't really want to bring up. There's a topic football. for next Sunday. That we're going to plan on talking about. Yeah, that's scary to call in a little bit. Uh, Pat's coming in here on uh, Monday. The, what day is
6: that? What well, I might have Monday? Pat. Uh, I next might, I might be one. able to call in,
0: get Pat to call in that day. That might Pat's be good, actually. There you it's go. Sunday. Yeah, you got one
6: segment out of 10 twenty that you twenty have minutes to do. of twenty minutes of basketball talk on a Sunday. I mean, I guess the question is, how many? I mean, I'm I'm going to be totally serious about this. Like, I'm not going to talk any golf. There's no golf to be talked about. So the only thing that anybody cares about on a Sunday is football,
0: right? But the question is, do the you World Series will. Over so, so, like, the no. national... Uh, no. Not necessarily. Yeah, no, no you know, it'll, be, it'll be... First game's Friday. Friday, Saturday. Then they're off Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They're off Thursday. Friday, Saturday. So okay. Be
6: so, you know, I could do a little bit of... Yeah, if it, goes to, if
0: it goes to seven games. It's not, or, by the way. Oh, I don't think it is, but... Dude, I don't. The Phillies did have played really well. I understand. Yankees? The Phillies have just played really well. I, look, I, if I had to bet, we were talking about this yesterday, I would bet the Phillies to cover. I'm like, sorry, the, the Astros to cover. They're a game and a half favorites. So, so, now, would, so Philly doesn't win two? Uh, no, Philly could still win two. Because if it was 4 2, that would cover a game and a half. It just means it won't go to seven. That's it. If you took the Astros minus a game and a half, then as long as it doesn't go to seven, you're good. They would win four games to two. They're winning by two games. They're favored by a game and a half. That okay. would cover a game and a half if they win by two games. It's like a final score. If you're favored by a point and a half and you win by two, you covered. I don't think that's true. Yes. What are you, you – this is something – like, you bet everything. How hey, do you not on. get this? Minus, if you're minus one and a half – Yes. It means you have to win by two in order to cover. O- on the series. Yes. Why? Why is this so difficult? Yeah, yeah,
6: this is not. This shouldn't be like this. I, I dude, it's I haven't not gambled. for me. I haven't gambled in since like for Monday. Yeah, yeah, I
0: understand. <laughs> right. No, think you put a couple bets in on the way in here. I guess you're right. Yes, I'm definitely right. Because
6: three would be two and a half. What? Three would be minus two and a half. Yes.
0: If wait, what? I don't know. What no. They won four to one. If they four to one or four they, to zero. Yes. If they if like the series if four they four zero, were minus they were minus a half four to then three four to three would cover minus right then you'd just be betting them to win the series oh, okay. at that point. They're, they're not they're, winning two games. Well then, then you're you're definitely here cover. we go. We're <laughs> gonna start. <laughs> we're gonna start this all no, over I again. I was told. I was no, don't understand not. there would be no man. Yeah. Gosh. I was understand that wouldn't be part of the equation. Okay. All right, so you're going to... Anyway. I tell you what, leave this out for 105.7 <laughs> The Fan. Maybe maybe don't do this segment maybe, when you host on The Fan. Maybe stay away from... Yeah, right. yeah, I, get it. I just remembered I got to host this Sunday, and I'm not thrilled about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, there, there's zero going on there, right? I mean, everybody is out. Well, you know what the local... By the way, uh, so you know what the game is that's available on local TV on Sunday afternoon?
6: So, the, of course... Redskins and whoever. I mean, no, Redskins. Exactly Commanders, is, Commanders and whoever.
0: Colts. Oh, my gosh.
6: W- that's Sam Dude, what about those guys? Heineke. I haven't really researched any of it. I know he's turned the ball over a gazillion times. What about the Colts? Not only saying Matt Ryan is not going to play this weekend, he's done the year. We're going with the other guy. Correct. Yeah, that's okay. Wait for a couple of weeks, and then I'll be back. No, 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 no. You're goodbye, Sayonara. Oh my god, adios. <laughs> so I mean, why this- wouldn't they trade him in two weeks?
0: Because who's gonna? Did you watch him? Did you see him play?
6: Okay, but I mean... What are you
0: trading him for? The guy in Seattle's
6: winning games.
0: I understand because he's played well. Matt Ryan wasn't playing well. He was playing <laughs> very poorly. Him? Yeah, this one was he's surprising. He's not going to the Hall of Fame, right? No, Matt he's not Ryan? going to the Hall of Fame. Not anytime. Like and, and, any and he's not... Is he close? I don't think he is. Not as close. This is the problem. Is like like he's not as close you, as Philip Rivers, you right? Like like Philip compa- Rivers... If you compared his numbers to quarterbacks of a different era you would say, hey, Matt Ryan's numbers look like he's a Hall of Famer. But in this era, no, right? And like, what if he would have won that game? Yeah, there would be an argument for it. I mean, that's we've accepted that Matt Stafford's a Hall of Famer now, haven't we? Like, we've accepted that that was the difference for him. He had put and, up and all And that the actually numbers. is a
6: really good comparison, and Stafford's numbers may be more because he's played longer, I think, or no, right. maybe not, maybe uh, Ryan, no, yeah, I, Ryan's, Ryan's around, played yeah, two Ryan, more years. Ryan was the same year as Flacco, Right. Um, And maybe Joe isn't even – I know Ryan probably had more gaudy numbers because he did throw more. Far more gaudy numbers. But, you know, Joe is another kind of argument. Like, Joe's not going to the Hall of Fame. But Ryan – it would really be interesting if they'd have won that game what it would have done for his cachet, right?
0: Like, as a a Hall of Fame – hey, guy won a Super Bowl – yeah, it would have been. Right. you know, like it would have been interesting. It definitely would have made it. Given his numbers, given the fact that he was MVP, he, like the fact that he had right, MVP, I, I kind of forgot about that. He had significant numbers and a Super Bowl title. I think it would have been hard to argue against Matt Ryan as a Hall of Famer at that point. But now he's in the Hall of Shame. Oh, he got replaced this by this dude in Indiana. Sam Ellinger, who I think a lot of people
6: didn't know was in the NFL. Last time but, I heard from him, he was doing the voiceover for The Big Lebowski. I and mean, now nah,
0: he was really good at that. He was really, really, really good. Sassafras tea, 100%. Love me some Sam Elliott.
6: Um, dude, how about right.
0: Leslie Jordan? Dude, that sucks so much. I I haven't. I
6: really think you and I might time. be the only two people that like him, but no. No, you're oh, out not? of your mind. Uh, Leslie Jordan became uh, like an icon. Now, uh, you love him because of Will and Grace. Correct. Because you loved Will and Grace. Right. You were all correct. over Will and Grace. I loved it.
0: I liked Will and Grace, but not nearly and as much And one, as one of the reasons did.
6: I liked him in Will and Grace is he was the only one of that. Well, Jack was too, but he was the only one who was good fodder for Karen. Oh, he was Because she right. dominated. It was, it was incredible. Her personality was so dominant, and I, he was so the one.
0: Someone this week shared a video just of the Karen-Beverly interaction. I saw, it. I saw it. it. Hilarious. It's one of the best videos said, I've ever he, seen he in my life. He said, hey, oh,
6: look, it's Karen Walker. I, I, I thought, thought I, I smelled gin and regret. So good.
0: <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then the last line is like, uh, that <laughs> troll, Beverly Leslie, is going to be there. Well, don't go. He's my dearest friend. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> so good. She was the best, man. Oh, she was uh, I mean, She was
6: the best. Megan yeah. M- the great Megan Mullally, was, of course. She was the
0: best. Um, uh, Mrs. Nick Offerman. Um, Who? Nick Off- Ron Swanson of Parks and Recreation. Oh, I didn't know that. Is married to Megan Mullally. Okay. Um, I, I freaking... Dude, Leslie Jordan... And I'll never be able awesome. to explain this, right? Was awesome. Here's where you're... So we
6: had some sort of medical thing happen, Right. Because the crash as, itself, yes, as the he, crash itself didn't look like it was enough. Right, I'm not right. going to compare it to like what happened with Dale
0: Earnhardt, but like that crash, those, those crashes, they don't look like you do anything, and all of a sudden somebody's dead. There, Leslie Jordan a couple years ago. This is this. He's he's a conundrum wrapped in a riddle, right? Like he is this this very Southern older gay man. <laughs> he put I don't out. Know, I don't know. He was gay. Yeah. <laughs> how could really? You, how could you have told? Really? He put out a record of gospel song two years ago and it's the greatest thing i've ever heard in my life i like when he it's, was it's incredible remember when he, karen introduced him
6: and he goes y- you forgot to tell him <laughs> She's like, tell him what he goes. That th- 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 that I'm a homosexual. She's like, what'd you say? And he goes, you f- you forgot to tell him I'm a homosexual. And she's like, I didn't hear you. What are you saying? And the whole time he's yelling in the microphone. <laughs>
0: um, he put, a, dude, if you've not heard, so good. Him, Chris Stapleton and Chris Stapleton's wife doing farther along, which is just this old like right. gospel spiritual. Like it's and, the and greatest the, thing I've ever heard. Him, ever. And
6: when everybody was buttoned up and couldn't go outside during the.
0: No, pandemic he, yeah, and did, he, he sat at home hilarious. and just did these videos of himself and he's like <laughs> just listen to leslie jordan say what y'all doing right screwing
6: right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah how y'all doing hunker downs how you guys do? how you guys doing today what a yeah, what a gem a man that was terrible. what
0: a freaking gem terrible. leslie jordan was very I, very underrated oh my god very underrated. i i love love i like legitimately and i i got lost a little bit because i really did find this this unique kinship with leslie jordan right Um, which makes no sense, right? Like, what do we really have in common, the two of us? Other than, and, and not to go too deep with this, I was brought up in a very religious home, and I know you're a very religious person, Drew, but I have struggled with the acceptance thing and the way that organized religion has treated gay people. Right. And to see Leslie Jordan embrace that part of himself really kind of was quite unique to me it was it was really something that touched me in a great way and i dude watching these videos people have shared like i wasn't as paying as much attention during the pandemic to his instagram right. and tiktok videos right. so like going back and re-watching all of them the last couple of days dude i like legitimately shed a tear it's been funny i, I we did it too I, my wife and i sat watching him the other night i was like man it we was were, it's pretty fun we were so lucky to have this it was dude we were so freaking lucky to have this man so i went to the game
6: sunday why? I went to the game. Why did you go? My best friend from high school was in town. Oh yeah, so, he we, told us so that. we went to the we went I went to the game, we had great seats, and then we went and sat right down next to the field for the last quarter and a half. Um and and it was we had a good time. We had, did a little tailgating beforehand. Like I it was just a good time. I I rem I, you know, I don't go anymore not because I'm against it, like I just it's just such no, a I'm, I'm I'm out. Whatever the word is, right? It's it takes, like, the guys that I went with, the guys tailgated, I said to them, what time did you guys get here? And he goes, we get here, we pull in at 8 o'clock, because the gates open at 8.30, and we can get into this lot, and we want this spot. I'm like, okay, so what time did you leave Hanover? We left at 7. Whew. What time did you get to the, so I'm doing this math. Yeah, I'm like, okay, right? so you left right. Hanover at 7, what time did you pull into the, yeah, the yep. lot at in, in, where you meet he goes we, we all meet there at 6.45 I'm like okay what time did you get up he said I got up at like quarter of six Whew. I said okay so you got up at quarter of six I'm good <laughs> let the dog out I'm good made yourself a cup of coffee drove to where the location is for you to meet yeah. all your friends you bring they have this big souped up um, van big spinster something alright so you leave there at 7 you get to Baltimore at 8 you sit in the van until 8.30. They let you in. You pull in. You start then working to get everything ready, you know, ready to go. 9 o'clock or so, whatever it is, you start making your stir sure. fry, whatever right, you're doing. right, right, And you do that until noon, and you break the thing down. Like, it's an entire – and then what do you do yep, when it's over? 100%. He's like, we sit and we watch football until about 5.30, until the traffic, six o'clock, yeah. And then we leave. I'm like, and what time do you get home? He goes, we're going home at seven. So you, yes, you're, it's you're giving a 12, 12 hours of your day, hour day. Now, it wouldn't be that for me, but I still got to get in my car at 9 30 or 10, drive downtown, pay to park, um, which was alarming in, in its own mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. Um, go to the game, and then you either have to leave with three minutes left. Or just go somewhere and eat near the stadium. Okay. There is no possible way you can leave at the end of the game and not drive yourself insane because of the traffic. It's, it's hell. Now, when we used to go and sit in the press box, right. when we left, the traffic because was done. it
0: was an hour after the game. Right. An hour right. or two hours yeah, sometimes. Right.
6: So I, I enjoyed it, and, and it made me remember, like, you know, this is really cool that our city, of, of, of everything that I did there Sunday... Now, my friend lives in New Jersey. He's a Giants season ticket holder. So he goes, he, he goes all the time to Giants games. Um, but I said, like, this reminds me of why this is so important in our city. Like, I really got – it, it reminded me of, like, we, we
0: went it's, 12 years without this. Yeah. You're, you're talking about something that's really interesting, Drew, because I – look, I lose my – we did postgame on Sunday, and it took, I think, eight calls to get to the person who said it's time for them to hire Sean Payton. And I. After they just won. And that's. I, I had this moment of like a pure break. They, they're four and three. They just won today. And you're calling here saying it's time for them to hire Sean Payton. And I lost it a little bit. I'm, I've, been, I've been told I need to do less of that now that we're over on uh, 1057 The Fan. So I tried to keep it together.
6: Oh, you were told not to yell and
0: scream so much? To try to, to settle. To try to settle a bit. Yeah, you, you feel that call. You feel the. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Right? Yeah, you get that call next Sunday. What no, you no, no, do? no. I'm what? You're you're the one that got that call. What do you mean?
6: Have Have they been listening to the other shows? No, on I that? don't. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. It's not you. No, you
0: don't, 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 you don't, got don't, yelled at for being don't, too loud. Don't don't, don't don't. Oh don't, my I don't lord! Need, I don't need this. Okay. I don't need this right now. <laughs> okay. Um. So. It took eight calls, and then I I come in here on Monday and I Hi, have Sean Payton. The Ravens just won twenty three twenty. Go ahead, Bill. What's up? I think they ought to fire John. Yeah, it's time for them to hire Sean Payton. <laughs> they're four right. and three. They're in first place in the division. Yeah, but it, he's got to go, man. Like, but this is what this is what people do around Rick here, and right? Parkville. It's all any- R- sure, sure. Rick and Parkville. Sure. I think we ought to do something different. A hundred percent. Do something different. Like we win. They, they <laughs> win. just. They just finished. They, they turned a, thirteen and thirteen you, and you, three. You became a rap song, of course, and in Boston you were quite popular. <laughs> um, if people don't remember. Oh my God, that was a call after the uh, they beat the Texans, right in the in the playoffs. Beat the Texans. And they were getting ready for the going up to go up to play
6: in New England. Yeah. Yep. And a Billy Condiff game. Yep. And Rick and Parkville called in and said, "Man, I hope we don't do that next next uh, next Sunday up in New England." Who said what, win?
5: <laughs> That's what you don't want hope us we, to do. Hope,
6: I just would really like us to do something different. He said.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: I'm like Dif- different, different than what? Than what we just did?
0: Right. You what? mean you mean win? Right. Right. You, you you want right? You want us to do it different? So like, I got I got anyway. So I'm I'm talking about this. I'm bored by the Greg Roman thing, right? I'm not even a big, Roman, I've never been a great, big Greg Roman fan. I think it's weird. Greg Roman is exactly what he is. Right. He is a run-first, run-successful,
6: right. yes. historically run-successful offensive coordinator Correct. who has never, by the numbers, who has never engineered a series, meaning more than a fluky one year, has never engineered a, engineered a series of successful passing attacks that does not make him a bad offensive coordinator. In fact, the numbers It, it say, just says—it he it, it, it is a little bit akin to, like, I see this all the time with golfers. Kid kills it. hits it 300 yards. Then I say, what'd you
0: shoot? 83?
6: How'd you shoot 83? But that, I, I you hit that, it right down the middle it, of fairway. I think that's an unfair
0: comparison. He's been the offensive coordinator for three years in which they've had even a modicum of health in Baltimore. Whether he can engineer a passing offense or not— He's had a top seven scoring offense in the NFL. But if you look at his history in Buffalo and San Francisco,
6: other than the one year when Kaepernick had a decent year, but if you look at his history in Buffalo and San Francisco, they all do the same thing. And how are you that surprised? Nothing the Ravens do right now as it relates to Greg Roman's application of his offensive philosophy
0: right. if that surprises you you're you're stupid I, okay because it's I'm, all he's ever done i'm not disagreeing with that but the, yet they have the number six scoring offense in the nfl currently right. and yet this is what we do all we do is fire the offense coordinator well it's not going to work we got to fire him. fire and him, fire and him, fire, him, fire him. as if that's something that successful teams do in the middle of a season right we, we're so, because on monday right when glenn clark comes in right
6: and, and says hey boys I'm the new offensive coordinator. Right. Here's what we're going to do this
0: week. We got twenty-six new plays to learn. Yep. Because that's a good thing for a team <laughs> to work with. That's the way that you go by the way, we are so messed up by what happened in 2012 that now it fortifies this belief that you can just change offensive coordinators on the fly and go win Super Bowls, right? right? Because that's the one that's example what, of it that's working. What they did. It's, there's one example of it working. Right. There's six billion. And by the way, they they didn't change any of the plays. Right. They just they had they, somebody they, else uh, correct. Right. There's six billion examples of the other thing, which is when you make a decision like this in the middle of the season, it's because you're desperate and everything's just going to fall apart anyway, right? That's not what successful teams typically do not change coordinators in the middle and of the season. And by the way... Season. But that's neither here nor there. My But the point they say is like this, what it really proves to me is the obsession that we have with football in this town, right? Like I get angry about it. It bothers me. I find it boring. I find it pathetic, the conversation. But I get it. We are so consumed by this thing in this city the power that they hold over us is so overwhelming that it impacts our brains the way that we no, function no. on a day-to-day
6: and, and, basis and, and it's funny you say that because then that and, and that is when i was out there on sunday like it really really dawned on me how how much this franchise means to the how much it impacts us and means to us for these four months like it it, it, it's an amazing experience to be out there and to see it all unfold and to see the, to see the, and I'll tell you what I was really impressed with. And I get it. Like, you get these nerds that go to these, um, they, they learn how to work computers and they can do anything with them, right? Digital this, digital that. Like <laughs> you, when you, you call them nerds. They're called wealthy. Yeah, right, right, right. But when you go to the game now, the game experience mm-hmm. Is like going to see Jimi Hendrix in
0: 1968. That's fair. Like it, it, right. it's, there's, inc- there's, it's everywhere, right? It's incredible,
6: yeah. right? The experience in the stadium with the footage and the videos and the tweets that are up on there and get your picture up. And now we're going to dance and the guy that needs to lose 80 pounds is going to take his shirt off and jump around <laughs> and do the... Dan, I love Dan. That's my guy. <laughs> Dan's fine. I love that guy. But hey, I'm saying great. like the whole thing is so incredibly... Sure. Uh, it's so incre- incredibly magnetic like you you immerse yourself I'm, i've never been a video game like a Dungeons and dragons mm. or, i've never been into that mm-hmm. but i know people that are into it and it becomes their it becomes their alternate personality it becomes their alternate per- and, and, and so right. when you go to these games mm-hmm. you're and you're in this stadium and you're there in the moment and all this stuff is going on around you, it's almost like the real world doesn't exist. Like, we're in, I'm in this. Interesting. I'm in this thing. Interesting. I'm one of the 70,000 people in this thing right now. And the production of the games is absolutely extraordinary. Like, I said to myself the other day, what would really be interesting is is there any way at all that people would come and watch this? without any of the other stuff going on? Without any of the flashing lights and the replays and the put your picture up on the board right. and kiss cam and dance and give a free pizza to this section if we score a touch? Is there any way it would be as interesting if none of that stuff existed? That's an interesting question. That I don't, like, that, like, what did we do? In, you weren't around, but I went to the games in 1974. I was right. there when Tony Linhart kicked the ball right. in the fog. What did we do then? What that, did we do? Isn't then? that
0: baseball? I know baseball's starting to catch up a little bit, like we it's saw the. the, the sports, it's every sport,
6: but like I'm just talking about football. But right? I feel like baseball is do less. In 1974,
0: baseball's less bells and whistles during the game than football is. Like baseball doesn't have the same. I mean, I would agree. with Basketball's closer to. See, base, I grew up football. in this right
6: because we did it in indoor soccer. and Everybody thought we were horses
0: asses. Right,
6: and, and it, we did this.
5: Yeah, this. We, is, we this was, is low rank. You, right, you can yeah.
6: say whatever you want about soccer and indoor soccer, and you can buy, you can yell at it and call it all these names you want, dude. We were so far ahead of all the rest of these cats when it came to that it didn't even funny. We were doing all of this stuff in 1980 that they're all doing now. We did it all, right? And some people would say, "Well, that's the only reason why you got people to come to the games." I don't know, maybe. I mean, maybe. It's
0: interesting. So, I'm asking right.
6: now, well, what if the NFL didn't do it? Like I can remember specifically. I think now that I like right. Ken. I've always liked Ken Rosenthal. Right. But I can remember specifically mm-hmm. Ken Rosenthal coming to a game. I remember who we were playing. It's like I'm sitting here, we were playing the Denver Avalanche. He came to the game. This is when he was working for the Sun. He was working for the Sun. He mm-hmm. came to the game, and it was honestly like the president was coming for us. Ken Rosenthal is coming to the game. Mm-hmm. Get his spot set up. Mm-hmm. What's he like to drink? Diet Coke. him. make sure he's got make. Everything's got to be perfect. Ken Rosenthal's coming. Like the Queen is coming. I get it. And the next day, he shredded us. He shredded us. Uh, there was a soccer game last night in Baltimore and uh and uh, there was a um theatrical something something yeah, in Baltimore like a right, and a soccer game and
0: a soccer game broke out. broke out. Yeah, yeah. It was like going to watch
6: shows. Oh yeah. The blast won nine to four now to the rest of the story, and he shredded us. And, and so you know, So now I say, well, what if the NFL didn't do that? Right now, if there was one team, let's pretend you and I started a team in Birmingham, Alabama, and we said, well, A, Bruce Cunningham's got to be the GM, and then B, we're not going to do any of that stuff. Okay, We're not going to do any of it. We're going to be the one team that doesn't do any. Of it. Would people
0: come? Yes, they would because what else are they going to do? You know what I mean? Like they would come for sure. But I, I to your point, but how much of it I is that? But you're not going backwards, is the point? Because the game. Listen, this is what yeah. this
6: happened the other day, mm-hmm. and it was hilarious that this happened.
0: Okay, ready? By the way, how long can you stick around? Because Billick's going to join us in a couple of minutes. I'll be here. Okay, I'll, I'll, right. I'll beat him up right. a little bit. Um, <laughs> about what? What are you going to beat him up a bit? I'm getting canned. <laughs> Fourteen years
6: ago, fifteen years ago, getting canned. Ago? Yeah, getting canned. <laughs> um, so here's here's what happened the other day. Yeah, Browns are driving down. Uh, dr- Browns are driving late in the first half. Don't don't. It was to my right. I don't remember how the drive ended. They punted the ball down to the Ravens, mm-hmm. and the dude downed it by accident. The ball went through his hands, and it fell on like the four yard line. Yeah, with thirty five seconds left in the quarter. Yeah. You remember that? I vaguely remember okay. this, yes. So on your TV screen, the Ravens would have been going to this your left. This is when they decided,
0: this is the end of the half, right? Yeah, end of the half. They decided to take a knee. Right,
6: right, right, right. So here's what they did. Ready? Ravens get the ball with 35 seconds left. They take a TV timeout. It's three minutes long. Three minutes. They come back, and what did the Ravens do? They took a knee. They took a knee. Right.
0: Right and half ended. Correct.
6: So you stayed, went. You stayed through the you, commercial, right? And you but, got but nothing you, out of it. The the the, the half the halftime or the interruption was really more like twenty minutes long because nothing happened from the time they ne- they caught the ball till the end of the half. And it just as I'm sitting there, I'm like the product in the actual game product is sixty minutes long, and that's it. You're in the stadium for three hours and 20 minutes, but the actual football playing is an hour, right?
0: That's fair. And the r- and
6: the That's rest of it right, is... It is
0: just all the... Yeah, right. I understand. It's incredible. It's not... I Honestly... It's incredible. It's not... This is... It's not for me, right? Like, it's I, and not... It's, it's, n- it's kind of not for me there. But it was... I tell you, when I it, took... When but I, I had a good time on When Sunday. I took to the boys to the preseason game... Right, which was hell for me. It was I, I. don't watch preseason football. I don't watch it on television. I refuse to. Just where your but kid I, lifted up the, the skirt of the cheerleader. Well, I it? mean that was Probably not. not? That was another. Oh, no, I said was, it was. That was you. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Never mind. Stop it. Um, we went and they, you know, all of that stuff. Oh my God! Sensory overload. They the time of their, oh, their life. Heads gonna blow up, right? right. You know, it's weird about that. I took him to a wrestling show in December at the arena. Um, and they didn't care at all about the bells and whistles. They cared. They didn't care at all about the pyro. The pyro was annoying to them, right? <laughs> like they all they wanted to watch was the dudes doing the wrestling. That's all they wanted to watch. Right. The football game, you know, they, they weren't watching the game at all. It was all of the other things. It was the big screens. And it that's was why the, you I asked. Like, like was the, all it, of that? If we stuff. did away with all of that, what would the experience
6: be like? Because that's what it was like in 1974. That's what it
0: was like. Like when we didn't but I, know, when, but, when but you, but didn't, you do, didn't know anything else. I know. Right? Like that's the thing. Like now we've seen it. I don't think they're gonna. You don't put the toothpaste back in the tube at this point. Like this is. I, I have I thought guess. for a long time about what it would take for me to be interested in going. I'm going to a football game. I'm not, I was gonna go to New Orleans, but my wife. Screwed up and forgot she needed to take Tuesday off of work, so instead we have to go out to the Maryland Wisconsin game because I took the oh, weekend off. That'll be a thriller. Well, I, everybody tells me Wisconsin's a great place to go for a game. Everybody oh, tells maybe. me that like the atmosphere at Wisconsin is something that you should experience at some point and I've never been. So I don't think they're know. losing. I don't think they're losing. Who? Wisconsin or Maryland? I, yeah. I, like, this is, I, I, I don't know if you're doing a bit now or what. <laughs> I have no idea. Wisconsin wasn't. Okay, what did you a couple say? Of- they're not losing. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I'm just you, telling. Just you. go through the whole. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. They're through not. The whole thing.
6: Um, Terp, Terps twenty-seven, Wisconsin 40.
0: I go to Towson game. Thank you. I go to Towson games because I like the smaller crowds. I like taking the kids. They, you know, for them, it's it's massive, right? For them, they're at a you know a huge sporting event, right? They're at a, a world class event. What is? Are you okay? What's going on? Are you uh, all right? No, it's better now.
6: Okay. You, you didn't have my uh, volume adjusted. And I want to be able to talk to you. Oh, you're hun- you're hundred years old. I want to, talk keeps, to the coach. I Keep forgetting that now. You're not old hundred.
0: Man. Um, but I'm, I'm just out. Football, going to the games, is not for I know, me it's incre- any I, I, longer. It's incredible. It's not for me. It's for but a lot of people. It's an incredible show when you're there. Oh, I have no doubt. That's true. It, it's right. unreal how good it is. I would probably be more, you know what, though? It, if it was a game that was going on where there weren't other games going on, that is part of the issue for me, is not having touch with, like on a Sunday at 1 o'clock, there's 100 games going on. Sure. I want to be in sure, touch sure, with Sure, sure, sure. All right, uh, this man was at the game on Sunday as well. He was uh, back with the Ravens, filling in on the radio broadcast uh, alongside Jerry Sandusky. It is always a pleasure for us to welcome back an old friend of ours, someone who is a regular visitor with us back when Drew and I were doing radio together somewhere else. He is our buddy, Coach Brian Billick, the former Super Bowl winning coach of the Ravens, and he's with us here on GCR. He's not a former Super Bowl winning coach. He's a Super Bowl winning oh, coach. He's a, all right, never mind. Coach, I'm sorry. It's Glenn and Drew. It's great to chat with you again. Thank you for taking the time for us.
7: Sure thing how you guys doing
0: everything is good how's like? what's it like now for you being back at this point you know do you find yourself like itching and saying i wouldn't mind doing more of this
7: oh it's great fun the energy in the in the, in the, in the, in the stadium and uh, i uh, i walked over to the game from the hotel in the morning like i used to when I was the head coach and the fans were there it was great it was great fun great to be a part of uh heck of a football game. Uh, lots of fun to watch.
0: It's awesome, Coach. You know this team this season has been so kind of I don't know Jekyll and Hyde would be the wrong thing to say because they played well. They've had they're the only team in the NFL that's had a double digit lead in every game this season, and yet they're sitting here at four and three. As you watched everything about it, what do you make of what the Ravens are now, seven games into the season?
7: Well, I think like most of the league and most of the league is kind of hunkered there one side or the other above 500. There's a few outliers. Obviously, Philly's doing really, really well, and there's some teams that aren't doing well. But um, I think a lot of teams are still figuring it out. And and what the Ravens are, it was great to see Gus Edwards back. That added a physicality to the running game that I think they're going to be able to utilize going forward, obviously, to augment what they do with Lamar. Uh, defensively, uh, which, you know they they're still learning what it is to be under – mcdonald's defense uh they they're having to manufacture pressures uh but they seem to fit up well against the run uh, again chubb was outstanding i mean he's he's the real deal he, both both he and edwards ran so physical it was kind of fun to watch so i think the ravens are, are a team that's still progressing and are good enough uh to be clearly you're going to need to win the division uh because the wild card division which will take shape here pretty soon could be a little crowded in a fairly talented AFC, um, but they're they're in a prime position to do it, and, and they in Cincinnati seem to be the teams to beat in the division.
6: Coach, I, I don't know how much you follow every day what's going on here in terms of the you know the ups and downs with uh, with with John, and maybe you've had this conversation with him. But as someone who you remember how it went, you know, we'd sit there on Mondays and grill you after losses; it was your fault. And when the team won, we'd tell you how great the players were. Um, Do you you sense, John, in any way at all, is tiring of that volatility that, you know, I know you experienced, every coach experiences it, that it's just, you know, don't I ever get any credit at all?
5: (laughs) Coach, you there? Nope.
0: We'll see. We well, that, get, maybe no, he didn't like the question. finished him off. Thanks a lot. Is he still on the
6: Eastern Shore, by the way?
0: I believe so. I don't, I don't remember him moving at any point. I don't think he takes the boat over to the game any longer. That was that was when he was doing the preseason broadcast for those years. He'd just be like, yeah, just take the boat over. <laughs> That's a nice, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a nice, right. That's a nice way to go. It's a sentence I've never uttered in my that's life. That's a nice way to go, right. 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 Dude, I've I've the never helicopter. been able to say I, I take the boat to the game. So the helicopter. I'm, yeah, right. It's never been an option for Glenn Clark. All right, we'll bring back in Coach Billick. Uh, I, I didn't mean to chase you off, Coach.
7: Yeah, I just thought maybe, maybe you just didn't want to hear what I had to say. You know? <laughs> no, I just, you
6: know, do you, was, do you, uh, you know, the, the volatility that you went through, and every coach goes through, the ups and downs of, like, the media chasing after you after a loss, and then you never get any credit when there's a win, and the fans, and do you, you sense in any way, if you've talked to John about it, that that volatility is getting to him at this point?
7: Well, no, no, I haven't talked to him about it. It's standard operating procedure. It's what you do. Uh, There there is a school of thought uh, in general that, and Bill Walsh was very much a believer of this, and certainly I experienced it, uh, is that when you're fortunate to last long enough in an organization in the NFL, which is very, very rare, um, there comes a point where that whole process becomes more laborious simply because you've been there so long right. and you've been there before and you've been through the ups and downs. And so it's there's that sense of, well, we've we've heard and done and been here before. Well sure you have. That's that's exactly that's exactly the point. And so um yeah, it it can wear on you. John seems pretty resilient with it. Is it irritating? Is it something you'd rather not deal with? Well sure. Sure. Human nature says you know, I'd really like. I always said I'd love to spend ten minutes with the guy that came up with the idea that after a game, this is
6: your best line. Uh, this is your best hours. line. Yep.
7: Yeah, yeah, that, that, yep. uh, yeah. That you have to stand in front of a bunch of people that don't know a quarterback from a quarter pounder,
5: All right.
7: And and explain yourself. Right. You know that that's that's a fun process, uh, but it's it is what it is. And uh, but certainly when you last long enough, Mike Tomlin. Is, is facing that now bill belichick is facing that now these are the most senior coaches in the nfl right now after a while yeah the fan base does well gee we've heard and seen this before well yeah you have because that's what the game is and this is what happens
0: he is brian billick he's with us here on glenn clark radio coach um you're not going to believe this but uh there's a fan base in baltimore that doesn't always love the offensive coordinator in town <laughs> i know that's really surprising to you <laughs> Uh, Can't imagine. It, yeah, it's, it's new. It's, it's a new thing that we're experiencing around here. Um, can you tell me what you make of, of the job that Greg Roman has done? It's always very, like, this is an awkward conversation to me because somebody's like, yeah, but, you know, they, they don't throw the ball. I'm like, well, that's not what he does. Like, this is, this is who he is. What do you make of the entirety of Greg Roman's time in Baltimore and as they try to win a Super Bowl, whether or not they can do it with, you know, his scheme and what he does offensively?
7: I think Greg Roman's been been brilliant in what they've done in wrapping the talents and the structure around a very unique talent in Lamar Jackson. Um, it, it begs the bigger question, can you win a championship with Lamar Jackson? Uh, that's a legitimate question, uh, but clearly he's, he's a unique talent, and there's no reason that you can't. And I think they're doing exactly what they need to do with Lamar. I don't know what different offense you would run. Uh, because the, I think they're, they're wrapping around him. And that's credit to them. Um, you, you're finally seeing that in Philadelphia. They finally have wrapped around Jalen Hurst, an offense that suits his particular skills. Uh, and they hadn't done that before. Because you, you have to give yourself over to, to certain ideas and concepts and the fact that, yes, our guy is going to run, and he is going to be exposed to that, and, and they have done that. So I don't know what different offense you would run. Um, and I think Greg's done a good job now. Can they win with that? That remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. You know, you still, I'm very much a believer that in order to win a championship, you have to have a guy that can beat you from the pocket. The other things are great. And you, and Lamar's in a wholly different category. So you have to qualify. I have to qualify the statement a little bit, but I'm still, because we have a bunch of, of, of guys that can run around this league and you see it in the college game. And, and, uh, um, which is interesting because you talk about a different offense. i have obviously immersed in the college game now in terms of what I do for Arizona State and I've looked at more college film than I ever thought in a million years. Um, and, and what strikes me is it's stunning because everybody's doing the same thing. And, and when I say that, I don't mean, well, they're kind of, everybody's running the exact same hmm. plays, hmm. the exact same formation. The only difference is with some of the personnel that they have. So when you okay, what would you? Do? I don't know what you would do different with Lamar Jackson. Can he win? A, can you win a championship with a guy that doesn't have that dynamic presence in the pocket, but is so unique in the other things he does, like nobody else in the league? You know, it remains to be seen.
6: Coach, I can remember. You know, and then we'll pull the curtain back here. You know, you and I having a conversation over uh, dinner was 15 years ago, back in the old days. Um, and kind of talking about whether or not you would get back into it or not. And I remember you saying, and I don't think you're going to be upset that I say this. You, I remember you saying, like, I, the only way I would ever do this is again is if I got in the right situation with the right owner. Um, and, and I just, I'm curious when you look now these days and you see certain teams, and don't have to name them, but you see certain teams who have difficulty retaining coaches. Is that thought of yours from 15 years ago even more prevalent now? That once guys have gotten into the league, you know, made a lot of money and had a nice five year, 10 year run, whatever it is, that they are more reluctant to just dive back in unless it's, I don't want to say perfect, but unless it's really a good situation and you know the owner is sane, for lack
7: of a better word. that observation had more to do although certainly ownership is important vitally important it was more and i don't think my quote was it, it had to be with the right owner it had to be in the right situation meaning the right gm the right structure with right. the right mission statement with the same view of what it takes to win when post leaving the ravens and the few conversations i did have with people um and then, and then, subsequently, doing what I did for Fox and NFL Network, and being around organizations and seeing what they're about, um, even more so, was was had a firm commitment that there are right fits and there are wrong fits. It doesn't mean they're a bad organizations. Right. It Doesn't mean that, that it's right or wrong. It just that but, but it needs to be a fit. It needs to be a marriage, and that's not always. It, there's not always a good fit, and and the ones the, the people that have visited with me it wasn't a good fit. And I saw that and I wasn't going to allow myself to give my give into the, you know, well, yeah, I'll make it better. Yeah, I'll make this work. You don't go into a a marriage saying, well, I don't like this or that, but but I'll make it. I'll fix it. I'll change
6: it. Right, right.
7: right. Yeah, I'll fix it. That's not a good way to go into it. And so um, and there's, you know, there's a lot of organizations around that do so. It's that it's that fit that has to that has to mesh up, or why go in knowing that you're not going to be successful because you don't have that unified vision for what it takes to win in the n f l gotcha
0: Brian billick, just another minute or two with him here on g c r coach um you know the other thing that again, I can't believe we're talking about once more in Baltimore is the wide receiver position again another another thing it's new. We've never had that conversation before. Um, whatever offense the Ravens are running, and even as dedicated as they appear to be, and they certainly appear to be again on Sunday uh, dedicated to the run, do do they have enough there? Do they have enough at wide receiver right now? Should they be, you know, exploring significantly what might be available via the trade market before next week's deadline? Like, do they have enough to win again to compete against the best teams in the AFC with the wide receivers they currently have?
7: Um, I'll qualify it with the receiving core they have, and I'm going to
0: include throwing Mark Andrews because yeah. I
7: think that, that's the difference. You need to have a dominant guy. Everybody wants that, that, that dominant guy in your receiving core, uh, and a lot of times it is the wide receiver. You're lucky if you've got one that's a wide receiver and a tight end. Well, you've got one in Mark Andrews, and an outstanding tight end core. Uh, I really like what, what I see in Josh Oliver and uh, Isaiah Likely. Uh, particularly during the preseason, and uh, of course Nick Boyle has his specific role. Um, but but with those guys, and then yeah, you have a you have a guy that can can take the top off the defense in Bateman. You have some guys that work out of the slot with like Duvernay. Uh, so so you've got you know i, I will you um, repeat myself for those that remember, but I always just say I want my receiving quarter to look like a basketball good basketball team. team. Yeah, I don't. I want five, you know, I need a point guard. I need a power forward. I need a big man. Um, I don't want five point guards. Okay. Um, but, and if you have a superior big man or you have, you know, that superior three point shooter at wide receiver, then, then, then all the better. Uh, but most teams don't. And, and so to answer the question, do the Ravens have enough? Sure. Could they use a dynamic, more of a dynamic presence at receiver? Sure. I don't know that he's out there trade or otherwise not right now you know in the offseason that's something you can address but i think there's enough in combination with yes they are going to be committed to the run they're going to to run the ball when teams have to pack that box to stop it you have someone that can maybe uh you know go go vertical and go deep you know even though he's only going to catch it a certain amount of times and 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 i have a tight end core that can augment that passing game and i can use that presence of mark andrews down the field Uh, when they present the defense that allow it. So, yeah, in conjunction with what they're doing, uh, absolutely. Yeah, are they they the Kansas City Chiefs or the uh, the Buffalo Bills? No, but that's not who they are, and that's not what they do.
0: Clearly, clearly. By the way, you know, I – they're pretty good right like that's the part that i think people miss sometimes they're pretty good they're four and three they've had double digit leads in every game this season um uh, coach i I just want to bring up you brought it up earlier um i I know the situation is awkward but you guys my arizona state all of a sudden been pretty electric the last couple of weeks um what do do you have a sense for what your future holds with arizona state it's
7: well, it's not about my, my no, I was, I brought in in just kind of an advisory capacity. Don't know that it was going to extend even beyond just the one year. It's just kind of a, uh, again, just very much an advisor. Uh, they're going through transition, uh, some tough times. The, the landscape in college football with the NIL and the portal is, um, is disturbing to me. Uh, I don't like it. I don't think it's good for the game. It needs some major regulating. And I think we will get to that point. And so they're sorting through exactly how and where they want to be in this process as we move slowly towards what's going to, in my opinion, end up being two super leagues. They're going to, they're going to copy the NFL model. There's going to be about 30-plus teams um, in however they divide it up into this super league that competes very much on the NFL model, and there will be everybody else. And the challenge for all schools right now is, do you want to be a part of that? Are you going to get into that? Which it entails a lot in terms of the money you're going to put into the players and how that's going to be doled out. And uh, so there's a lot of shifting around going on on the landscape. And certainly Arizona State's going to have. It'll be a team that. It's a great school. It's great people. I've enjoyed the players. Um, you know, I'm a Pac-12 guy. I grew up on the West Coast. Uh, it's an exciting brand of football. Even though, like I said, everybody's doing the exact same thing. Uh, but there's there's a lot of transitions going to be going on in the college game over the next couple of years.
0: At Coach Billick on Twitter is how you follow him. It was great to see you back here this weekend, Coach. Always appreciate taking the time for us. Let's do it again soon, all right? It's... Sounds great. Coach Brian see Billick you, Coach. checking in with
6: us here on GCR. I'll never forget once someone asked him – it might have been Cower, I think it was Cower. Somebody said something about the perfunctory – someone asked him about the handshake after the game, yeah. and he said – it wasn't intended to be perfunctory. It it, it wasn't intended. And so if it turned out to be that way, it wasn't supposed to be that way. And Marty Bass raised his hand. Brian's like, or Kevin's like, Marty, go ahead. And Marty, Marty goes, yeah, Coach, um, what's perfunctory mean? <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Not bad.
0: Hey, if you haven't been to Guilford Hall Brewery yet, it is a gem, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Awesome place, and they have a huge... Halloween party coming up on Saturday night. Costume contest, live music, and more. GuilfordHall.com to find out. And it's free for you to get in. I mean, it's just an awesome opportunity for you to check out a great venue. We'll play Would You Rather Wednesday when we come back in. Drew Forrester's here. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
3: tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today the latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area and Bo Smoker profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com.
8: What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for Season 2 of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with PressBox and Gray Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests and, of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. Or is it Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay from Friday nights on 105.7 The Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at pressboxonline.com slash bowser.
0: The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 1st at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill 5506 Hartford Road. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill.
3: Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crab steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410- 477-1975. That's the Costas Inn. Over 4100 North Point Boulevard.
0: The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to 59000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen
4: or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too.
0: Today's show also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. The best place to watch and bet on every game. And starting today, cash-outs available on Parlay Bets. You make your Parlay bet. Yeah, that's available now. The FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. You make a Parlay bet. First two or three legs come through. You say, "Hmm, I wonder what I could get for this." You wander over to the uh, machine, the uh, oh, self-service kiosk. So, if you got a six-way play, yeah. And three hit. Yeah, you can find out how much you would be offered to cash out right then and make oh. a decision as to whether or not you want to do that. That's oh. available today oh. in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live oh. Casino and Hotel Maryland. Where, yep. where is I located? Uh, I'd be in Hanover. <laughs> it would be right, right by Arundel Mills. Small. <laughs> you need to, you need to go. You need oh. to duck out. Oh. Uh, former Raven Aq Shipley is going to join us in a few minutes. I got to play Would You Rather Wednesday. What's, what's your schedule? I don't even know. Would I, I got to go. All right, we'll play Would You Rather Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, quickly. yeah, I will. It's brought to you by Glory Days Grill, of oh, course. I'm getting paid for an hour anyway. I'm not right. staying yeah. much longer <laughs> than that. Glory Days Grills. October Toberfest menu still available, and if you didn't hear, six ninety nine apps after nine o'clock every night. Every night, six ninety nine apps. That includes their wings, the smoky thigh wings, all of it. Six ninety nine apps after nine o'clock every night at Glory Days Grill. All right, number one. Would you rather? uh, There are no personnel changes coming. So, would you rather the Ravens remain as fully committed to the run as they appeared to be on Sunday, or? they open things up a little bit more like they did their way or a little bit earlier on in the year.
6: Oh, I'll take I'll take the run. Just just go for it. That's yeah, who you yeah, are. Keep running, keep running. Run, run 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 uh, run run. Keep running.
0: number 2, are you familiar did you uh like th- did you watch any of the Firefest documentaries a couple years ago? I don't think I did. Yeah, are you familiar with the concept of the Fire Festival? Uh-oh. You know who Billy McFarland is? You know any of this? I don't. Please you really? What are you going to talk about on the radio for two and a half hours? <laughs> Go you got some. You got some Bear Bryant stories for Go Golf Go and Bear Bryant. What about uh, any old Baltimore Stallions I got. A, Do you a, I have any you of I got. I got a,
6: I got two and a half hours of Kenny Cooper stories.
0: Yeah. You know what? That will get you through. You don't remember the festival that was supposed to happen? That everybody traveled to this exotic island for? Like Blink One Eighty Two was supposed to be okay. there, and it was a sham. Like they got there, and there was no festival. There's a huge no, story. No, I did not hear that. All right, never mind. Okay. We'll skip past number two.
6: But I did try to go see David Sanborn and Michael Brecker one night in D.C. How'd that go? And neither one of those guys showed up. And it was at the old Kilimanjaro. <laughs> and they everybody was there. They bothered to tell you ahead of time? No, no, no. no. It was the same thing. We're going to have David Samuert and Michael Brecker, and everyone... That, yes, but, but like you
0: weren't stuck on a on an island in the middle yeah, of the... No, but
6: I was the at the Kilimanjaro in D.C. Well, at 9.30 you on a Friday night you waiting to go see David Samuert and Michael Brecker, and, and neither one of them showed up. There,
0: there were no planes for people to get back. Well, okay. Oh, okay. There were no... Big, people were literally... So there this was like the Jim Jones, there was, Jones thing, there was thing in... one the, tiny... Jonestown. Yes. Yeah, right. so there was one tiny airport on the island. You're here for another reason. It had run, one w- runway and no planes, and they literally locked these people in the airport. Or oh my God! It was a nightmare. Okay, it was a nightmare. But well, the know answer know. is no, right? Well, so well, that that, the guy that was responsible for that went to jail for a few years, I guess. But he's out now. Okay. He got out this week, okay. and he's teasing, doing it again. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He is teasing. No, he isn't. He learned his lessons, <laughs> and he's going to do it. So the question I had, and uh. th- again, you, you have to, the question is: Would you rather work for seventy thousand dollars as Billy McFarlane's assistant on his new fire festival project, or? You can get a $75,000 a year job cleaning the bathrooms at the various Taco Bell locations. Now, what you don't know (laughs) is there was a legendary scene in the first fire festival when they were still trying to pull off the festival where the man who was working as Billy McFarlane's assistant was a gay man. And they needed to get water for the festival. And they hadn't paid for the water for the festival. And Billy McFarlane suggested to the, the gay gentleman that was working for him that he go... Offer his services in exchange for getting the water, not for, for the 70, festival, not for seventy thousand. I'm just saying. I mean, like, not, I don't know if that's going to happen yeah, to you not, when you work. For, is but you not, don't know. Not it for just, It happened in the past. Not for seventy. Grand. You're gonna go clean the taco bell. Yeah, that yeah, yeah,
6: yeah.
0: Number three. Would you rather bet a thousand dollars? Yeah.
6: On, yes. Settle
0: down. A thousand dollars on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers figuring it out and hitting their win total over, which is currently set at nine and a half, or bet twelve fifty on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers figuring it out and hitting their win total over of eight and a half. So just one total is nine and a half for the Buccaneers. The other is eight and a half for the Packers. But you got to bet more on the Packers than you would on the Buccaneers.
6: I, I loosely know Tampa's schedule because I wrote about it this morning in the morning dish. Um
0: and it didn't look all that imposed. They're in the worst division. Of it football. didn't look all that imposing. That's, that's the the problem with the betting their playoff odds is they're still they're three and four and they're in first place. Right.
6: Packers have um, off this week. Oh no! Sorry. No, they play the Bills this week. That's a loss. Yeah. Lions away. The coin flip. Cowboys in Green Bay,
0: coin flip. If if, if the Lions away is a coin flip, (laughs) then you know they're not getting to the number. Stop. The Lions are the worst team in football. Titans in Green Bay. If that's a coin flip,
6: you're not getting anywhere close to the number. It's a coin flip for sure. Titans in Green Bay, coin flip. Packers at Eagles, definitely coin flip. Packers at Bears, coin flip. Rant, never mind. I don't know what you're to betting say. the Buccaneers is what I'm thinking. I'm betting the you're Buccaneers. You're betting the Buccaneers. This <laughs> is what you're doing. Backers QB Aaron Rodgers says, "quote
0: Guys who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing." Well, okay, you know he might have a point. That's <laughs> a great I idea. Might have a point. Uh, and then my, I have a bonus one for this week, but it's you're not going to be able to participate because it's too personal for you. But my bonus, would you rather this week? Uh, after CBS announced that uh, this will be Jim Nance's final, right? Final four. And Iron Eagle, Iron Eagle will take over. And he'll do great. Would you rather, moving forward, the voice of the primary CBS game each week and the Super Bowl be Nance Eagle or Kevin Harlan?
6: Oh.
8: I mean, come
0: on. I mean, I'm going to take I mean, what are we doing? I'll take, I'll take the fifth. Yeah, right? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> re- I refuse yeah. to speak on that subject. So oh, oh, that's re- interesting. No, I mean,
6: because yeah, we don't obvi- know what the answer is. Nance, yeah, those two guys can't tie his shoes. Um— <laughs> Stop. Um, Stop. and you know this Andrew Catalan is gonna be the next he'll be the next golf guy.
0: But but Nance has said before, like what, somebody told me the math. He's done thirty six masters, is that where he's at? He said he's gonna do fifty. Like that's I didn't his, hear that. Oh yeah. Okay. That's been, he said that he's told us that a few times. Okay. Like, didn't know that. That's been something he's said forever, isn't okay. He wants to do the masters fifty times. But I think
6: Catalan will wind up being in the in the booth there. Jim will eventually do the big ones, and when they go to RBC, He'll, when they go to Hilton right. Ride, Catalan will be in the
0: booth. Uh, will they move him to like a Vern Lundquist role at some point, where he's still there, he still does the Masters, but he's doing the 17th hole? No. Okay. Jim would never do that. But what he would do is- Why would he do it to get the 50 Masters? No. But what
6: he would do is he wouldn't work some of the second tier events. Well, I mean,
0: for sure, I get that. Yeah,
6: I get that. I like
5: Andrew Catalan, I by the way. I do too. I think he's good. I, I do too. Like I, I do too. I,
6: I'm not. I was not really sold on Emmelman, honestly, but the more I hear him, the more I think
0: he might be okay. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna have to. I'm going yeah. to have to bow out of that conversation. Okay. Okay. Not, not my place to discuss it. All right, you guys get me your answers. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Radio, And somebody's winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. Uh, what's coming up at DrewsMorningDish.com? Um,
6: you know, I don't know.
0: Okay. Dynamite. D- I don't know. I, look, man, I'm not here to tell you how to do things, but I would make a plan. I would figure it out if I were you. I would have a strategy. But we publish tomorrow morning, right? I'm not asking you. In general, do you have any? Big, We're do doing a
6: big. No, I tell you what we are doing. That's what? really awesome. So oh, we got to talk about. The we uh, are doing we gotta, a we, really, really. Um, I I will say this. Now I know what the joke response will be, when nobody else cares. We're doing the best World Cup coverage in the market okay. as it relates to previewing all the teams, all the player. Randy Morgan's our soccer guy. He's phenomenal. Um, He knows more about Tunisia than Tunisia knows about Tunisia. I, I, I believe yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't know they were in the world so, Cup for what it's worth. So they are. So World, we're doing a lot of World Cup stuff to get ready. It's weird, right, because it's coming up here in 26 days, and you don't even know it.
0: Well, so. it's football season. I mean, like, that's, well, This is football. Eh, the they call I, it I, football. I understand. All right. Drew's Morning com at It's a Hooded 4-Iron on Twitter is how you follow them. And uh, next Sunday, not this coming Sunday, next Sunday, Uh, 5 to 7.30. He'll be on 105.7 The Fan Doing God Knows What. No no clue. It's going to be entertaining. Eh, You'll see. We'll see. You'll see. All right, right, pal. Appreciate it. Better than you. Eh, eh, That's not not really much of a bar for what it's worth. Good to see. Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. It's been a while since we've had an opportunity to catch up with our next guest. He was one of my favorites during his time here in Baltimore. Now he's become a media star. You see him with uh, Pat McAfee and as part of his network he is former Ravens offensive lineman Aq Shipley, and he's back with us here on GCR. Aq, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us.
9: Always a pleasure, guys. How you doing?
0: Everything is good, dude. Like, are you like? Is this is this the thing you were always meant for? Like, are you truly loving doing this now, or is this more like ah, it's beneath me? But I, what the hell? They pay me, I'll do it anyway.
9: No, I love it. I actually, I mean, I really do love it. I mean, one of my favorite things is just kind of being like a
0: like a film
9: junkie right like I love watching film I did when I played I did when I coached and you know this has been really cool for me to just kind of talk through some things in a fun lighted unfiltered environment just as if I'm talking to a new rookie that just came in and I'm teaching him the playbook it's pretty cool it's
0: cool man uh, I know you're also a huge hockey guy and you've been doing that for a long time I before we get into the Ravens uh, tell me what the chances are that Alex Ovechkin will end up breaking the goals record. Is he going to be able to hang around long enough and play at a high enough level in order to get it?
9: I think it's a good chance. I mean, the problem with them is, you know, they've let some people out of the building. They've gotten old in some areas and, you know, it's, it's tough because they're not the team they were five years ago when they, or whatever right. it was, four years ago when they went up, you know? And so, you know, when you have pieces around you it makes that a lot easier. But he is still so talented. I mean, when you just set him up over there on the point and let him get his one timers, I mean goals
7: will be flowing.
0: I mean, I'm in a, I've said this a couple times. Like they, they that man is that franchise. With with all due respect, I know they made like yeah. a one run to the the finals years before that, but they were irrelevant until that dude showed up. If if it means that you've got to kind of bow to him, and, and stink a little bit to allow him that opportunity, like, I, I'm doing that because you have nothing in your head. You are irrelevant as a franchise outside of that dude. Couldn't agree more. I mean,
9: that guy, I mean, he's he's going to go down as one of the top ten players probably to ever play the game, right? He's, he's obviously a top two goal scorer and quite possibly the greatest goal scorer to ever play when it's all said and done. So what he's been able to accomplish, and especially in this era with, I mean, obviously there's been so many talented players over the last 20 years that have come into this league and, you know, battling in the division that, you know, with him and Crosby and Malkin and so many good players in that division, right? and, and you know, there's been so many – and he he's lights lights out every year. He just shows up year in and year out. It's no doubt. incredible.
0: No doubt. Uh, he's a stud. There's no question about it. All right, that was fun. Now we got to talk about the Ravens. Um Aq, I, I saw uh, you know on on the on the show last week, kind of breaking down some of their offensive calls, and it and it really did jump out at me. I, I we're having a conversation that's fairly deep here in Baltimore about Greg Roman. It's multifaceted because I I don't know that I love necessarily the Greg Roman offense, but I tell you what I love is the fact that outside of last year when they literally lost all of their players, in the three years that Greg Roman's been their offense coordinator, the Ravens have had top seven scoring offenses. And you know, like, that hasn't always been the case in Baltimore. Um, To me, that's a really good thing. And whatever it looks like, if you're scoring points consistently, I don't care how it is that you go about doing it. I want to do it. There's this flip side argument that the offense is stagnant and that you're not giving Lamar Jackson the opportunity to become the player he's capable of being when you keep him in a system like this. When you watch the Greg Roman system and what the Ravens have done, do you find it to be more of a positive for this team or more of a negative for this team? I think it's a huge
9: positive. That's what—that's
0: what's so interesting in this
9: league to me is I think people see a guy like Lamar, they see a guy like Mahomes, Josh Allen, any of these superstar quarterbacks, and they're like, oh, well, let's just sit back and throw it 50 times a game. You're not going to get good results when you're throwing it 50 times a game, I promise you. because First of all, defensive lines in this league are absolute nightmares it makes an offensive lines job horrific if you're going to sit there and ask them to block one-on-one versus you know a defensive line that has four absolute studs up front right so to do that now you're sitting there and you get a ton of negative plays you get some sacks you get these things and then you're like oh well man why aren't we running the ball well (laughs) you got a damn good quarter coordinator that's calling good runs and i'm telling you it is so cool for me to break down their run game because one of the cool things you see is you watch a lot of teams in this league. Their run game is so predictable. It is the same five plays that they run over and over again. If you turn on Baltimore versus the Giants and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Let's, let's prepare for that. And then you go play Cincinnati. You turn on Cincinnati's film. The runs that showed up against the Giants don't even show up against Cincinnati. It's a completely different run game. He's a master game planner in the run game which will only help the passing game. Just be patient with it, I promise. It is, he's very good at what he does.
0: It is A.Q. Shipley. He's with us here on GCR. A.Q., it's interesting because it felt like early on in the season they were kind of getting away from it a little bit, and I don't know if that was a you know a personnel thing when they didn't have J.K. Dobbins back yet, and certainly they didn't get Gus Edwards back until this week, but it felt like they were almost trying to open things up a little bit more. Is it your belief that what we saw on Sunday against the Browns where they really seemed – to be dedicated and saying, no, this is what we do, this is what's in our, D- our DNA, that that's their best path towards trying to compete and win a Super Bowl against the likes of the Bills and the Chiefs and the AFC? I think it's the
9: only way. I mean, honestly, I think, like, you, you know, you sit there and uh, even talking to any of these great quarterbacks, they don't want to sit back there and throw it 40 times a game. They don't. They know the run game opens everything up. He's so creative with the run game and with their ability to use Ricard in so many different facets. He's he's such a X factor in that offense and so cool with what they're able to do. Then you also have Lamar's ability to to incorporate in the run game, which you know, nine times out of ten the Chiefs aren't doing. Sure Josh Allen can do it a little bit, but they're trying to probably limit that as well. But mm-hmm. there's so many different possibilities they can do. And then that's only going to open things up for the play action game to Andrews, to the receivers, to Everything else, I'm telling you, the run game is everything in this league and the teams that can sustain it. Not only does it help your offense, it also helps your defense because it keeps Mahomes off the field. You control the clock more. It keeps Josh Allen off the field because you're controlling the clock, you're controlling the game. I mean, there's, I'm telling you, the teams that are going to make it in the end are the teams that can control it, run it, and then, you know, have their pass game and throw for 270 to 300 and feel good about a pretty balanced attack
0: thank you is there is there any awkwardness to this given lamar's situation right that like you know he he clearly wants to be able to prove himself he clearly wants to to earn the the biggest contract ever given to a quarterback he wants fully guaranteed that do you, do you feel like there's any level of awkwardness to him saying yeah but like you know i know this is what we do but i kind of want to open it up and i want to throw it more because i want to get paid more than deshaun watson got paid
9: He can get paid regardless. I think everybody – I mean, he's an MVP caliber quarterback. He's won an MVP. Everybody knows what my man can do. He is electric on the football field. The biggest thing that has to happen now is, you know, if he just lets his play take care of itself and they start closing games out in the fourth. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, like, they've damn near had the lead and a big lead in the the third and fourth quarter. They've had double-digit leads.
0: They've had double-digit leads in all seven games they played this season.
9: There you go. So that's what I mean. So they just got to figure out how to close it out. And the crazy thing is, is with that run game, they should just lean on that in the fourth quarter. Like there's no reason to sit there and roll out and fumble it against the Giants late in the fourth. Just keep hammering a run game. And and you got a great defense. Let them, you got a double digit lead. Just rely on what you do and then put your defense on the field to close it out. It's It's pretty simple philosophy. And nobody's even talking about Greg Roman or this team. If they close out double digit leads in the fourth quarter every game, obviously, there's, right? Like there's you just gotta no figure
0: out how to close but... No question about it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm in utter agreement. The other part that's insane about the conversation to me, and I, again I'm not AQ, when we have this conversation, I'm I'm not maybe as like gung ho. I, I I I like the fact that Greg Roman has been the best offensive coordinator and has put together the best offensive years that we've seen in Baltimore. Um, but what's mm-hmm. crazy to me is when someone suggests that you fire any coordinator in the middle of a season. And I get it in 2012, the Ravens did it late in the year, and it worked, they won a Super Bowl, when they moved on from Cam Cameron. But, like, firing a coordinator to me is a nuts concept for a good football team. Like, for a team that, as I just mentioned, is the the sixth best scoring offense in the NFL right now, to fire a coordinator, to do what? Like, this is what you do when you're desperate. This is what you do when things aren't working, when it's bad, because it's very difficult to make that transition. Can you speak to... Just how kind of insane that scenario would be for a good team that's that's succeeding to fire a coordinator and create unnecessary upheaval within a, in an organization.
9: Yeah, in my opinion, it'd be absolutely ludicrous. I mean, it's it is so hard to get great coordinators in this league, and especially ones with ingenuity, creativity, all the things that you're looking for, being able to you know, mix and match formations, be able to give you different game plans from week to week, as opposed be able to adapt to personnel. That's the biggest thing we're not talking about. We're, you know, they've been wanting to rely on J.K. Dobbins for two years, and they really haven't been able to. And you're getting 100-yard games out of Kenyon Drake, who you pulled from, what, the Raiders four weeks ago? You're getting,
5: right. <laughs> you know,
9: big games out of Gus Edwards. You're getting, you know, so obviously his system speaks for itself, right? It's very similar to what I, you know, I'm a big fan of San Fran's offense you could put my daughter in the backfield in San Fran and she's going to run for 75 yards you know what I mean like
5: it's, it's
9: that's that's the beauty about when you have a good scheme and you're able to run a good system and adapt to the personnel you have and just basically put people in place to to go do what you do and so he's able to do that he's able to game plan every week and I love watching this Baltimore team I really do and I think they're I think they're close to just kind of breaking out I mean they're 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 like 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 you said they're three-fourth quarters away from being undefeated, right? It's facts.
0: Those are facts. There's no getting around it. Um, AQ, obviously you were just in Tampa the last couple of years. The Ravens are headed down there tomorrow night to play the Buccaneers. And I'm in a weird place where, you know, I've, I've talked to a couple guys in Tampa this week who are like, dude, it's bad. Like, it, I, I, I don't think it's getting fixed, whereas I'm still the guy that says, yeah, that's Tom Brady. Um, I've, I've watched this for way too long for me to just believe that it's over or that he can't wake up tomorrow morning and be Tom Brady again. Um, what do you make of of what you've seen this season and how south it's gone? I know that there's like personal stuff going on, clearly with Tom specifically, but like, should we assume that the Ravens are going down there and getting the Buccaneers at the right time tomorrow night, or would you almost be worried? Like, no, they're licking their lips; they're waiting for a chance to prove that you know that's still Tom Brady. They're still the Buccaneers.
9: You know, I think in their minds, that's that's exactly what they're thinking. They'd be foolish not to think that. I think so many people have for what 10 years now said, Tom's done. And you know, when there's somebody sitting with at four and three or whatever, four and two, it's like, Oh, he's not the same player. And then he goes out and wins a super bowl. Right. So it's hard to question him or bill Belichick at this point. I think so many people still do the same thing with bill. And it's he continuously with teams that you don't think are great still goes out to find ways to win. Right. And so I think very much the same with Tom and that team, they still have a ton of talent. They just have to put it together. I mean, like, you know, 90% of my job right now is sitting there watching film of everybody every week. And I sit there and I watch, and the, the the execution is just not there. I mean, they have the players on paper. That's still a very talented team. For whatever reason, missed assignments, penalties, mental errors, you know, whatever it may be, is just showing up far too much. And you'd have to expect that we'll get corrected. Will it? who knows? I mean, as we've spoke, I mean, everybody knows there's a lot going on in his personal life. He's the leader of the group. And, you know, when he's got a, as as he said, early in the year, he's got a lot of shit going on for a 45 year old. So where does that, where does that fit in, you know, in terms of, you know, how much he's able to really truly dial in and be the leader of that group? Is he relying on other guys? I don't know. I just do know when I turn on that film, it's a shell of what I've watched the last two years being down there. Two years ago as a player, and last year as a coach.
5: Wow,
0: is, is there is there an obvious answer to the question of like if the Ravens go down tomorrow night and they do exactly what we saw them do against Cleveland, run the ball, try to like are, are do they match up well with this Buccaneers team right now?
9: So like you know again on paper, it's as good of a front seven as you as you could want, right? Like Vita V is probably the best nose guard in football. Will Golston, really good D lineman. They're missing Akeem Hicks, which obviously hurts them a little bit. They got two of the best linebackers in football, but Carolina ran for 150 on them. So it's, it's just not adding up right now. It's not making sense. I don't, I can't make sense of it. When I turn on the film, i just like, wait, they just ran as simple of a scheme as I just watched Carolina run. And Deontay Foreman doesn't get touched for 60 yards. Like what is happening right now? So You know, it's just whether or not those guys fix the errors, correct it, and it's always tough on a short week. So, Baltimore's got to be feeling really good about going down there and getting a win against what we thought was going to be one of the better teams in the NFC this year.
0: All right, you spent one year in Baltimore. What do you remember most about your time here?
9: You know, honestly, I I had a blast that year. You know, it was uh, I get traded there, and you know, I'm competing for the center job. They end up going in a different direction, and then in my opinion, you know, moving over to guards probably extended my career huh. and I can't thank them enough probably for so many different reasons, because I think until I played guard for Baltimore, so many teams saw me as a six, one center that can't play guard. And then I went there and played guard, in a really good division against a lot of really good players that year and held my own. And so then, you know, obviously I, I, I go on to start a lot of games and, different places but had I not teams could still view me as a backup swing which with positional flexibility being able to play all three so it was a huge year for me being able to play guard for them and um, got to sit there and learn from one of the best in Marshall Yonda and pick his brain all year long about playing guard and watch a lot of really good football players um, learn how to be professionals early in my career that I was able to take a lot of that good stuff into Later years of my career. That's
0: awesome, man. That's awesome. We, you, you are a great dude with us and willing to come out and do events. And, uh, man, we loved having you around here. Um, I, I know, obviously, in the trenches, the Pat McAfee show, what else can I plug for you, A.Q. Shipley?
9: So I get, I'm doing, you know, one of my own little projects out here. Uh, former quarterback in the NFL, Drew Stanton, was a backup to Carson Palmer all the years out in Arizona when I was out here. We're doing uh, another podcast called The Bobble Exchange um kind of as a light-hearted play on not quite a fumbled snap but just light-hearted talk between center and quarterback okay and hitting on all the week's events so we do that as well but yeah the, the big the big project right now is in the trenches with pat mcafee and it has been a lot of fun if you want to see some really cool runs every week i do i do a little segment breaking it down and having fun with the boys and a in a man cave type of setting yeah, which is
0: awesome not a bad crew to be hanging out with obviously not that seems like it, it probably doesn't suck uh to be hanging out with those guys uh at aq no, Ship- a yeah at aq shipley on twitter and instagram is how you follow him dude love doing this let's do it again down the road man appreciate you taking the time for us anytime guys let me know thanks brother aq shipley uh really great dude and uh, happy to see him finding success now in the media world and obviously there's Not a whole lot bigger at the moment than the Pat McAfee show. It has become a, uh, you know, Goliath within this industry and a great place for him to be. And, um, you know, he loves he loves Greg Roman. I mean, look, it makes sense. He's an offensive lineman. This is his thing. He he loves that. I I want to make this abundantly clear. When I bring someone on, I don't think individually their opinion makes something fact. It's the same thing I say when you guys tell me about what Steve Smith thinks about something, when you guys tell me what, you know, Steve Young thinks about something. I don't think anyone's individual opinion is gospel. And whatever your opinion is, I'm more than willing. Look, I I, I don't necessarily agree with everybody all the time, but I'll talk to you about it. I have no problem doing that. I didn't know how glowing A.Q. Shipley was going to feel about it. I thought... That he liked the system, but I didn't know he was going to be you know, effusive in his praise. Um, I do, 100%. No matter what your opinion is, if you're a person that thinks that a 4-3 and football team that has the number six scoring offense in the NFL should fire their offense coordinator in the middle of the season, I think you're an insane person. I think you're, you're not mentally entirely there. And I can't shake that. That's, that's unreasonable. That's beyond the pale. It's not It's not sane the way that you think. I think that's what happens when you're in trouble, when things go off the rails, or if there's something else going on that we don't know about, right? Like, if, if really, you know, if internally the Ravens had said to Greg Roman eight times, we need you to do this, we need you to do this, this is what we expect, and he's just, you know, giving the middle finger, then yeah, then somebody gets fired despite what the results are. But based on results. Stop. Stop. You guys, you you you're, you embarrass yourself. You want to discuss the future of the the franchise and what they should be doing offensively moving forward. At the end of the year is a great time to do that. And you know, I I might I might be willing to have that conversation with you at that point. All right, today's show is also brought to you by the all new Ginsu Kamado Grill. You can save $100 on, when you order. A Ginsu Kamado Grill right now by going to ginsugrills.com and using the code TAILGATE when you go there. Ginsugrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE. Save $100 on your order. We'll come back in. Griffin and I will go over Would You Rather Wednesday. That's next. Glenn Clark Radio. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have
3: a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Glory Days Grill's
0: Oktoberfest menu is now running it's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year it features the chicken schnitzel the Oktoberfest brewer's platter the brewer's sausage sandwich the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun the cheddar ale soup the slam dunk pretzels and the apple cobbler all of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home Glory Days Grill great food good sports that first and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced
4: connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookie's every other Thursday at 1140 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too.
0: All right, back in here on GCR. It's time for us to go over our answers for Would You Rather Wednesday. If you have not picked up the new print issue of PressBox yet, I would encourage you to do that right now. Kevin Willard's on the cover. He's the new basketball coach at the University of Maryland. Of course, Stan the Fan and I sat down with him for a lengthy conversation about uh, the situation that he inherits as he heads into season number one at Maryland. Really great chat. You can find that. Plus, we introduce you to college basketball players from every program uh, men's and women's uh, in the area, again, all available inside the new print issue of Press Box, available for free at your neighborhood, Royal Farms, and of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Would You Rather Wednesday, as always, is brought to you by Glory Days. Grill Griffin, Would You Rather. Ravens remain as committed to the run as they were on Sunday, the rest of the year, or open it back up the way they were earlier in the season. For those of you that are trying to tweet, well, they should change it week by week. No. <laughs> I, this is not. You're, you're answering a question I'm not asking. We're playing Would You Rather. I don't need you to tell me how smart you are. Would You Rather is one or the other. I, I, and as always, where's, where's Carson? Where's young Carson? When <laughs> you're very pretty. You're very. I, could you do me a favor. Get in touch with Carson Weekly. See if he can come on. And I want you to call have, in him for, have him record okay. an audio drop, all right, on his phone, however he does it, of him saying, you guys are very pretty. And when we get to these situations. I'll just play it. I want you to have it available like you did the Taco Bell bong uh, when you were doing your yeah, Taco yeah. Bell thing. I want you to have it available when I say, you guys need to hear that you're pretty, and then you can hit it, and Carson can Carson Weekly can tell everyone that are very pretty. Can you please take responsibility yeah, for yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, well, right, uh, yeah. If he asks to like, be paid for this. He's recording the three words. Well, I mean, yeah, Stop. but if we're going to be using it Stop daily. It. I don't know if we're going to use it. No, he's Carson Weekly. It seems like we need to use it no, a lot. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Carson Weekly. You're right, okay. Not daily. That's a different guy. <laughs> Carson Weekly is who we have, all right? <laughs> you deal with that and do not offer him just say carson i i think he'd get a kick out of it oh yeah no, all right i know, I know. <laughs> so reach out just say i because what we're gonna do if he says no is we're gonna record somebody else saying hi i'm carson weekly and you're very pretty despite the fact they're not carson weekly we're just gonna we're just gonna steal it right that's okay. the way it's gonna go
1: so just see if he'd be willing to do that for us i all like right, carson. I he's a good kid um, um well so after, you know, talking to AQ a- AQ Shipley, uh, it, really sells, it seems, it really sells it seems quite obvious him, what right? the answer yeah. is. Um before we talked to him, I was kinda thinking, you know, the passing, just because it was more fun, you know, seeing the Ravens by the way, by the way Marshall Yanda has one L in on his name. It's a L? name it's a name we should know how to spell around here. I'm not I, it's fine.
0: Life will go on. Just darn it. We need to know how to spell Marshall Yonda. There's some names that we should just know how to spell. That's it's all. Like I, if you get something wrong, you know you get somebody wrong who hasn't played it. If you get Steve Lombardozzi wrong, like you know, <laughs> so be it, right? Like he was here for for three minutes. Yonda is a yeah, Hall my, of Fame, Baltimore athlete. Like remember, definitely, we know him as we know him as Yonda. Uh No, that's not a thing. You're you're deflecting now.
1: Um. Uh, anyway, the, when yeah. we were passing a lot more, I felt like you know it was more fun just you know seeing higher scoring games. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think a healthier, a stronger running game will lead to more wins and hopefully yeah. closing out wins. Um, so I think I'd rather see us, you know, run the ball a lot a lot more heavy uh, here in the second half of the season.
0: Um, look, uh, uh, Ken Zales says let's open it up. Sigh, let's open it up. Not only does this brand of football not guarantee a win, but it's boring as hell, speaking to uh, what you were talking about with the excitement uh my man fields uh fully commit to the run and engineer the passing game around it a la 2019 the entire passing league has seen a decline in scoring as defenses have adjusted that's by the way i think there's it's it's really interesting like we're still holding up the bills and the chiefs who of course are built around you know insanely die you know incredible quarterbacks but who are the other contenders this year i think jalen hurts has been exceptional but do we think the the Eagles are the team that wants to go out and win a 45 to 42 shootout? I don't think so at all. Who are the other contenders? The era of it being dominated by the best quarterbacks winning shootouts. Maybe the Bengals are getting back there, right? Like maybe they're trending back towards that direction where they'll join that conversation again as being a Super Bowl threat. They've certainly looked much better in, you know, in the last week for sure. They look much better in the last two weeks. They've looked much better. Um but like Justin Herbert, how's that going in San Diego? No, not San Diego, in LA. I, I, it's interesting to me. Like are we seeing a shift? Are we seeing a shift away from the you have to have you know, the like, greatest quarterback of all time in order to win the Super Bowl to something that's – Like a, air raid offenses? or I don't know what this would be described as because, like, yeah. I don't know how to explain the Jets and the Giants, for example. I don't know how to explain yeah. – Like, part of it is Geno you know, Smith has played really well in Seattle, but that's not – like, are, is defense – is passing defense catching up? Like, in Seattle, they're secondary – is again becoming a huge part of the story as to why Tariq Woolen, Kobe Bryant, for example, are massive parts of the story as to why they've been far better than anybody has thought they could be this year. I don't know the answer to these questions, but it's, it's interesting to me as we get deeper, as we have more evidence this season, that I don't know that it's a certainty that it's just going to be the best quarterbacks are going to be the Super Bowl winners this year. might very well play out that way. I think we all believe the Bills are the favorites at the moment, and they've got the best quarterback at the moment. Um I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting as we monitor that. Uh Shauna, run game, please. Skip run game. Uh Dylan. Uh the Panthers ran all over the Bucks, so I don't see why we couldn't. Uh at the same time though, the Bucks secondary is decimated, so you'd like to see us spread things out and let Bateman and Duvernay cook, but I'm going to go with Pound the Rock. It was an adventure to get there. <laughs> it was, it's it's was answer. all is over the answers. It's all over the place. I do. I like it when you yeah. explain your work. I do appreciate those of you that, when you participate with Would You Rather Wednesday, you don't just say one word. You explain it your work. Uh, John Proctor, I I I puke rather. I puke rather see. I think that he said puke, and I think he meant something else. I think Proctor meant to say I would rather see. I think he's probably doing a, a talk to text. I would rather see a return to run first to open up the pass. Uh, and Mark, yeah, yeah. Mark, uh, run the ball every play, no punt, no defense, just run. The other team gets to play offense, just tell them no. Then <laughs> run.
1: I actually
0: kind of like that answer. I'm good with it. All right, uh, number two. Would you rather work for $70,000 a year as Billy McFarland's assistant on whatever his new fire Festival project is or work for 75000 traveling around to the various area Taco Bell restaurants cleaning their bathrooms?
1: I mean, I... I I'm inclined to say the assistant job. It's, it's, because, much, it's I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know a whole ton about what. Less disgusting. Did you not watch the Fire
0: Festival documentary? No, I didn't. What what world? Are
1: I. This I'm is sorry. not because I'm old. This yeah, was yeah, yeah, like yeah. two years ago. I know. I just, yeah, I just didn't watch. What it. are you doing with your life? I don't know. I guess I'm It's all
0: life. anybody talked about for about <laughs> six months in our country. Um, what the hell is going on here.
1: All right, get, is it really that bad to be an assistant
0: well I don't know that's the problem oh, okay. uh, what he did was a well, shame. I'll find out for $70,000 he, he seemed like he was having a great time until we realized it wasn't real and then yeah, everybody yeah. was in hell and they realized they weren't getting paid and they were about to be so I'll, I will get paid though well we for <laughs> at, at enough that you're going to keep doing it and then at some point does the pay stop is the question right like he got to the end then all of a sudden the, the house crumbled it fell apart I would like
1: to
5: avoid I was talking
0: about Billy McFarlane yesterday and you were nodding along like you knew what you were talking about
1: you're a liar I wasn't saying much I was just yeah, yeah, saying we are nodding like, oh, okay. along like it was a thing. Mike knew what you were talking about. So, I God. Yeah, I, because I,
0: apparently Mike has gone outside.
1: What well, do you do with your... Well, no, it sounds like I actually have been outside, and you've been you inside about? watching. No, no, no. In the world.
0: We all talk to other people. In oh, order to oh, have no. conversation, we discuss the things that other people are talking yeah. about. They're watching shows, so we want to watch them too. Nobody,
1: nobody in my clique. Uh.
0: I, I don't know who's in your group. <laughs> but if all of them somehow would... Literally... Two different documentaries by the only two... Hulu did one and Netflix did one. It was the biggest thing in the world.
1: I don't even know what to say to you. Anyway, I would like to avoid uh, having to clean bathrooms across the country. Uh, So I'll I'll take my chances and see what uh, Billy wants me to do. Most people are signing up for that. But, again, I think many of them have forgotten.
0: Do you not remember... Hang on a second. Do you really not remember the face of this guy... Like this was. I'm looking at the like the the article that you linked. What? That, well, that's about the that's about him starting the new thing. That's oh, okay. not about. That's about him starting a new project and trying to do a new fire festival. Um, hang on a second. Do you not remember seeing this guy? This was the most popular internet meme for forever. This guy.
1: You oh yeah, yeah. That I do image? remember seeing that. Guy. So yeah, yeah. that
0: guy was the guy that was working for Billy McFarland that was gay. And when they needed water for the festival and they, they, they hadn't paid to get their water, Billy McFarlane said, How about you go take one for the team? <laughs> and this image of him talking about it in the Fire Festival documentary became the most popular image ever. Got so it. I just want you to be aware. Yeah, I just
1: had no clue what that picture understand was. Understand
0: when you say, when all of you say, I'm going to take my chances being Billy McFarlane's assistant, understand you're signing up to be this guy.
1: Got it. Potentially. Got it.
0: Uh, I don't know that potential's history, there. History may or may not repeat itself, but be aware that could be the expectation for you in your role, given the man's track record. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. So I mean, maybe
0: taking a little bit more money to go clean bathrooms doesn't seem so bad after all.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess if I, am, I probably get to eat at the Taco Bell too presumably if you're working for taco bell you do get
0: and we do know that you love taco bell you might get 28 dollars
1: worth of taco bell for free every time by the
0: I way that guy was not. tweeting about it last night the guy because uh, micah posted a video no, he did. and the guy the scotty markets guy retweeted it No, he did uh, hang on a second let me see if i can find out what awesome, he said awesome the guy that was responsible for the uh the, the, $28, the fox news guy yeah the guy said oh no uh it's it's a finally done meal and yes the key is really the frozen drink gets lost in the shuffle what that means? That's the key that it gets lost in the shuffle. I don't really know because I made sure you consumed it before it melted. Yeah, like that was the important part to me is that it couldn't melt. It had to be. That's an interesting, interesting uh, response. But yeah, Scotty Markets chimed in last night about uh, your challenge, and somebody else uh, chimed in to say thank you for your service. So we got that <laughs> going for us. Awesome. Surprise. Appreciate right. appreciate
1: that. Uh, uh, yeah. So I guess I'll go with the bathrooms then. All right, I all right, guess. All right because I get to eat Taco Bell. I just don't but then I'm cleaning up Taco Bell. I don't know. I just don't. I, look, whatever. Anyway, Number three, <laughs> would you rather bet
0: $1,000? I've had people ask. The odds are roughly the same. They're slightly better for the Packers. That's part of the reason why we did it the way that we did it. Would you rather bet $1,000 on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers figuring it out and hitting their win total over of 9.5 or bet 1250 on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers figuring it out and hitting their win total over of 8.5?
1: Um, I think think I want to go with the bu- – what are the – the Packers are, what, two and – they're not two and five, are they? Uh, no, they're both three and four. No, they're both three and four. Okay. Um, but, I, I mean, I still feel like – the NFC South is probably easier. That's what most people are falling back yeah. on. Yeah, and, I mean, the Bear, who knows if the Bears are good now. I mean, even though the Packers, I guess, typically own the Bears, but I, I think the <laughs> NFC South is, is is an easier division, and it's Tom Brady, but and he still has Mike I, Evans and Chris Godwin. I purposely Godwin. didn't
0: make it making the playoffs, because obviously yeah. the path to the playoffs is much easier for the Buccaneers than it is for the Packers, but I specifically made it win total, so they still have to get the 10 yeah. they have to get the ten yeah. wins. I'll still take, yeah. i just, they I'll gotta, still take the bucks. Understand, they got to win seven. Right now they're three and four. All right. There's ten games left. They have to win seven of ten games. So seven of
1: nine because they're losing tomorrow. Right. Well, uh, I mean,
0: <laughs> you know, if, if you think that, then yes, they'd have to I win let me seven of nine. Can I can pull up gotta, their schedule
1: or is this a uh, got to make a decision right now. Uh, I mean, we don't – it's 12 yeah. we got to take another break, so keep that in mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, like – I'll play. still go with the bu- – just because I don't – I mean, I guess it's technically not. And it's less money, I'm betting, so I'll take – that's why I'll, I'll – I'll stick with the bucks because I don't want to go uh, against Tom Brady. Uh, here's and, the schedule.
0: So there's this, right, tomorrow night, which you think is a loss. They have the Rams at home that's, after that. That's got to be a get-right game. Got to be. They have the Seahawks in... <laughs> I want to say that game is in Germany, I want to say. It's It's not in America, I know that much. Oh, okay. They have the Seahawks in Europe. Then they're at the Browns. I believe... That's before that's, Watson,
1: yeah. Oh, is it before
0: Watson? Do the Browns have... They're by before... They, all right, the Browns... I don't yeah. know when the yeah, Brown- so it's
1: like week twelve or well, thirteen.
0: Uh, it's week 13. November twenty seventh. I would think mm. the Browns would have had their bye and would have played. I think that might be the game where he's supposed to come back. I think that might be week twelve. Yeah, so okay. well, that could we'll be the Browns team at at Deshaun Watson potentially. Then they're home for the Saints. Then they're at the Forty ers Then they're home for the Bengals. They're at the Cardinals. Mm. Then they're the last two. They're home for the Panthers and at the Falcons.
1: That's tough. I yeah. mean Yeah. Packers yeah. have Packers have All Lions right. make a
0: this week. Make a I'll quickly. go. I'm gonna stick with the Bucs. Bucks. More Bucks than Packers, but I think that's only because people are thinking about the division. I don't think people are thinking about the difficulty of actually getting to ten wins. That is a significant number. I obviously don't like either of them and I don't want to make either bet, but it is would you rather Wednesday? I'll go with the Packers simply because it's a smaller number. That's the only reason I'll make that decision. They still get to play the Bears and the Lions, like the they should be able to win those games. There's only one good team in that division, and they've already played them once. And number four, the bonus: Would you rather, with CBS announcing that Ian Eagle will take over final four responsibilities, would you rather it be Ian, Jim Nance, or Kevin Harlan that be their lead NFL announcer and call the Super Bowl?
1: Um, that's ah, man, it's t- I mean, I think you have to pick Harlan. Uh, I mean, it's 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 hard, it's hard, it's a hard, it's, it's a very difficult one. Is, and uh, the argument cause that- I, I mean, I really do. I I love all three of them. Um, I. Th- Think I mean I guess the the ranking if I had to rank them I would go Harlan Eagle and Nance for football like for for when they're calling football that I guess that's just that's the order I go in so Harlan I I want him for the Super Bowl all right very good
0: yeah. continue to get me your responses at Glen Clark Radio on Twitter Facebook.com/slash Clark Radio somebody's winning a twenty five dollar gift card to Glory Days Grill we'll come back in for tidbit and tuba to wrap it up it's Glenn Clark Radio. And food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery.
3: That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your
7: day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms.
8: What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And, of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. Or is it Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 105.7 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at pressboxonline.com slash bowser.
0: The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 1st at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill 5506 Hartford Road. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports.
4: Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media
0: curling contest and I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. All right, winding down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program, let's get a tidbit, tidbit of the day, brought to you by the Ginsu Kamado Grill. It is the perfect ceramic home grill or tailgating for smoking, searing, baking, grilling, all kinds of food. Save $100 when you use the code TAILGATE when
1: you go to ginsugrills.com. Did you see what Russell Wilson was doing on the plane over to London? I did not. Apparently, so for he was stretching and doing like dynamic stretches on like the aisles. For four of the eight, four hours of the eight-hour plane ride weirdo. over to Lon- yeah London. That's where uh, they are. Weirdo. Um, and apparently, apparently, uh, Hackett said he looks really good and he might Great. be able to play. Uh, Great. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Ooh, cool, cool, cool. Um. All right. So the Buccaneers are. Plus one and a half point underdogs uh, against the Ravens tomorrow night. Tom Brady, since joining the Buccaneers, he is five and one against the spread as an underdog, and he is also three and zero oh against the spread as a home underdog. Just a just just a just, just, not, some, just some, not just great. Facts to <laughs> like throw that's out not, there,
0: not a great sign. I don't like
1: that. Yeah. So that uh, made me that led me to my question, which is I wanted to know of the active quarterbacks in the National Football League. Which can you name? Uh, let's see, how many of the top. Well, I mean, you should be—you'll be able to name them all. How, can you name the top ten guys uh, with the highest winning percentage against the spread, currently. or, or high, highest record against currently. the currently? Yes, quarterbacks, quarterbacks with the best
0: winning percentage against the spread. Top, you said ten. Yeah. ten. Um, okay, let's go with,
1: okay. uh, let's go with um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is in the top ten. He is—he is eighth. He is eighth with uh hundred thirty one to five five sixty two. Is there like a number of games they had to have
0: like is there a minimal um minimal
1: guys uh what's the smallest number? The smallest number is he's played he's in his third season, I guess. Right. Yeah, so, so Josh Allen. Uh, Yes, Josh Allen, right two spots ahead of Aaron Rodgers with a Uh, 569. Mahomes. Winning percentage against the spread. Mahomes is right behind (laughs) A-Rod. We're at 550. Of course, we should be counting Brady as one of the 10, correct? Correct. He is fifth. Tom Brady, 213 wins (sighs) against the spread, 580 winning percentage. This is what, like, Burrow. Burrow is number three. Yes, he's 23, 12, and 1, 638 winning percentage. So, like th-
0: your gut tells you that it's not Matt Stafford. Your gut tells you that because the Lions' ears were so bad that it's not Matt Stafford. And Am your gut, your gut would that? be telling
1: you correctly because yep. he is dang well. Oh, he is very. he's yeah. eighty nine and one oh two four fifty six. Yeah, makes
0: sense. The
1: it was very bad for a very long time. Uh, however, I'll still think that Russell Wilson is on the list. Russell Wilson is not in the top 10. That's surprising. He is uh, middle of the road. He's 92 and 82, 511. That's a bit surprising. Winning percentage. Uh, Dak. Dak is just outside of the top 10. He's 11th. Uh, or Yeah, he's 11th, 49 and 41, 538. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, not in the top 10. That's also surprising. Cousins, 503. He's right above 500. Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, not in the top ten. He is also he's, is he's really weird. One game. Has, above J- has Jalen Hurts
0: played enough to make the list? He has. Okay. He has, right. and that he was. is
1: at, or he's okay. So he's tied for tenth. Tied for tenth. Technically, okay, because he's tied with Dak with a five thirty eight.
0: So then Dak was on the list. Did you say Dak? I did. Oh, okay. Didn't I? I thought no, I you told me he was outside the top ten. Oh, okay. Because I was. If he's tied for tenth, that means he's tenth. That means he's on the list, but. It's cool. Don't worry about it.
1: Kyler Murray. Oh, they're actually... But they're tied for 11th, so they're technically not in the top
5: 10. Oh, my I God.
0: Misguided. I'm sorry. Kyler Murray's oh not in the top God. 10 either.
1: Oh, God. Justin Herbert. Herbert, not in the top 10.
5: I I
0: I'm, i am don't know who these five guys are going to be. Matt Ryan still somehow
1: is, is there. No, he's not. Yeah, that doesn't... I didn't think you so. I don't think Joe Flacco would be either. No, but Joe Flacco is uh, 49. Yeah. Um. How's that? Oh, yeah, I guess that's right. I,
0: I have no idea, then, who could... Po-
1: you are missing Baker Mayfield no not Baker Mayfield who
0: the hell oh Garoppolo Garoppolo for Garoppolo sure. yes 603 yeah, Garoppolo. he
1: is he is fourth and then so Derek the
0: Carr Derek Carr nope not in the top 10 that's surprising alright just tell me because
1: it's 12 the top two uh, back up in Miami Teddy Bridgewater okay. he is I mean, the for, best for God's sake 42-21 right. 656 okay. right behind him Tua 640. All right, all right. I should have guessed against either. the spread. I that 20 percent against right. the spread, and then Gino Smith's up there, uh, 564 as in his career as a starter yeah, against about the that? spread. How about that? Who else did you miss? You got Mahomes. You got uh, and Daniel Jones rounds out the top ah, ten. 23 wow. and 19 I'm against sur- the spread. I'm surprised by that. Uh, G- uh, this comes from Doug Claussen on Twitter.
0: He is a researcher and writer for CBS Sports. Josh Allen uh, can beat Lamar Jackson's Ravens, Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs, and Aaron Rodgers' Packers all in October. He can become the first quarterback since Troy Aikman in 1996 to beat three MVP quarterbacks in a four-game span. Do you want to venture a guess as to who the quarterbacks were that Troy Aikman defeated in 1996? Um, I'm asking someone who was, barely al- who was not alive. He yeah, was, was not, not alive. alive. Never mind. We're not going to do The MVPs? It. Never mind. Never mind. There's no way. You, I'm I, you. You don't. You just don't study the game. The Steve way Young. Steve Young would be one of them. All you right. got that?
1: Uh, how many? So it was three, four three, of three of them. Yeah, I have no clue who the other MVP quarterbacks of the '90s would be. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're all very famous. Marino. Marino. Yes. All right. Um, who are the other good quarterbacks of that era? Uh huh. Um, I just got to think of teams that extraordinarily were extraordinarily
0: famous. Like they could not. These none of these are tricks. They're all Hall of Famers. They're all very famous quarterbacks.
1: Um, so Eggman beat yes. Montana. Not, no, no, not Montana. Uh, beat Steve Young clearly the and Marino. Yeah, I know. I I was just thinking of the. Yeah. the first I guess 49ers. Montana
0: could have been in Kansas City at that point. So um,
1: dang, give me, give me, give me. Well, he's an MVP and in a and a Hall of Famer. Uh, well, that's a lot of guys. Been in the news recently. He has. Yes. Well, uh. <laughs> Well, who's been in the news recently? Oh, God. MVP quarterback. Not for good
0: reasons.
1: Oh, Favre? Yes. Oh, okay. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. The third of the three. All right. Uh, I tub- got it.
0: Tubular is brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show, which returns next Tuesday night, November 1st. We'll be at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill with Tyus and his special guest. Find out more pressboxonline.com slash bowser. Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership at Pressbox and Great Eights memorabilia. It's brought to you by... Maryland vascular specialist in the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Ain't nothing to see here. That's the reality. Loyola soccer, come hang out with us tonight uh, as uh, Loyola takes on American. Oh, no, sorry. It's a women's soccer. Bucknell and Loyola playing elsewhere. <laughs> you can't come watch, hang out with us. You can watch it however, on ESPN+.
1: That's, uh, that's a big e- match on uh, my so my two of my best friends from middle school they're twins uh-huh. they went one went to Bucknell one went to Loyola oh, oh, so it's huge definitely moment, huge definitely, moment, definitely no doubt big night in the ESPN in their
0: Nets Bucks at 7:30 Lakers Nuggets at 10 uh ETNT's got Rangers Islanders at 7:30 Lightning Ducks at 10 CBS Sports Network for the Golazo show today at 3 all the Champions League games are on Paramount Plus and TBS for AEW Dynamite at 8 like I said Ain't nothing to see here.
1: Non-sports? Uh yeah, not actually a little bit more than the past two. nights. Survivor new episode. Aubrey Plaza will be on uh, Stephen Colbert. So and then Josh Gad and Fred Armisen will be on James Corden. Okay. And then the they'll be the Black Panther cast will be on Jim, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh then Fallon will have Selena Gomez. Uh then new episode of Documentary Now on IFC, uh a new episode of Andor on Disney Plus and then Tales of the Jedi, a little like series animated series short thing that they that is out on Disney plus if you're a Star Wars fan which Glenn is huge huge this is
0: this is everything I could ask for in
1: the world it's the season two finale of the D'Amelio show ah uh, wait a second what's going on with that Uh, nothing did you ever No. all right we're 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 taking matters into
0: our own (laughs) hands okay we're taking matters into our own hands okay thanks Why, why would
1: you not because it's pointless what what do you mean it's pointless Not doing it is pointless. I I would be nowhere. It would be no different if I had done it or not done it. It, You're saying things. The point is
0: one, you never know. (laughs) Two, you can get a little bit of attention, which is a good thing. Not doing it is pointless. That's the pointless part. Is when you don't do something, when you don't try to get attention, when you don't
1: put something out there and show creativity. God. Okay, and the good nurses on Netflix we're movie. Taking, we're taking matters New into movie. our own
0: hands. We're we're going to deal with that. Okay. Uh, Mike and I will will handle that responsibility Thanks. for you, since you're unwilling <laughs> to put yourself out there in some sort of way with a a, a Dixie Dixie, uh, the Demolition Man. Wait, yes. y- the fact that you're will, no, willing keep, to do that. Keep trying.
5: <sighs> Shameful.
0: Thanks today, too. Thanks to Brian Billick. Thanks to A.Q. Shipley. Thanks to Drew Forrester. Thanks to Billy Edwards. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the Arches. Tab at On the program tomorrow, we will continue. We're going to try to do weekly segments uh, reflecting on the 10th anniversary of the uh, Ravens' uh, Super Bowl win, We, the second Super Bowl win, Super Bowl 47. Uh, we will catch up with uh, the offensive coordinator, Jim Caldwell, tomorrow. Uh, of course, we'll do picks. Do we have anything else? Stuff and things. A right. weekend at Very Bookies. Good. Very good. That's all coming up tomorrow. Thanks, everybody at Press Box, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all new Ginsu Kamado Grill, your local Toyota dealer, and BuyAToyota.com. Thanks mostly to Griffin. At Griffin underscore Bass is how you follow him. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Loyola soccer. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.